Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. into precincts under the hunter courts doctrine that could totally be done in california although that is probably going to be a precursor to um pulling you know like the state the state splitting up because i've heard lots of talk about that as well the state being split into a couple of uh others northern california and southern california there's something that i found out about charles recently you know, I don't know if you were on a few weeks ago, but I kind of was talking to Charles about stuff, right? But mm-hmm. hey, Charles wants to make this churl society kind of thing, right? But we already have a guy who's doing it, and Charles don't want to get on board because of some tiny little technical thing. He doesn't like the way he's doing it because it's not the way Charles wants it done. Even though it's all using the same ancient common law practices that have been around since the beginning of time. Charles is asked to have it his
Hello? Can you hear me? Test, 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 check. Hello? Can anybody hear me? Hello? Hello? Somebody can't hear me. Both sides, red has people can hear. Can hear me. Okay, hello. We're having technical problems on the other channel, so we're getting everybody to come over here, just uh hang out. And uh Angela's trying to get her stuff working. Check one, two, Gazoo. Yeah, hey, Mike, what's up? Yeah. I hear Looks you. like she's having audio... Looks like she's having audio problems, too, here. Okay. Mike. Yeah. Mike, uh... Can... going to be, um... Who was that? Bill Henshaw. And, uh, I went to YouTube, checked him out a little bit. He's, he's, uh... What is it? The Bills of, Bill of Particulars or something like that. I found a video. I thought it was pretty cool. So I've already got questions for him right off the bat. Bill, if Henshaw, if you're here, press star 8. So uh, we can try to get you unmuted, try to find you, and, and try to keep it going. Go ahead, Mike. What were you saying? No, it looks like uh, it looks like uh, she's having problems over here too. Unless uh, she'll be back, I don't know. She's trying to get on, but um, I noticed that when I try to get into a starts page, uh, uh, it would just keep reloading and reloading and reloading, and it would it, and it would just go on constant reload, like you know, flash the page or flash, and you wouldn't be able to get nowhere with it. And uh, but I when I go to uh, like the regular page, the regular talkstream page, and it says you know live now. I can go that way, but then when I try to get in, uh, it's just blank. And there's no service available with that with her with their page for some reason with her uh, her talk. She's saying her my project my project audio. <clears throat> yeah, that's what happened to me too. It was the same thing. And uh, I went to the bottom of the talk show page and reported it. Let them know that we are having problems. And it's just our channel too. I mean, it's like. Everybody yeah. else is working fine, and because uh, I even clicked on one on the live channel where you can see who's live now, and they have zero participants, but I click on it and I can hear the guy talking. You know. Hmm. So I don't know if if uh, the guest speaker is going to be able to have this number, or does he know? I don't know. Is there any way we can keep somebody on the other channel to get him to switch over or send him an email or text or something? Who is supposed to be the guest speaker? I don't know who the guest speaker was supposed to be today, though. It was Bill Bill Henshaw. Bill Henshaw, okay. Yeah. Uh Bill H E N S H A W Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Hello. 
Bill? No, this is not this is Ranger Ron. I've been trying. Bill's trying emphatically to get on this call, but he's having a hard time. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you just call the talk show number, then the call ID is 20339, and then I'll ask you for a pin. If you don't have a pin, and you just press one pound or something like that, and it can sign in as a guest. Are you in contact with Bill? You might be automatically muted, though, when you do that, though, uh, if you press one pound. Because uh, otherwise, I mean, the only other way to do it is the uh, four yeah. zeros and then pound. Okay. Well, we got guest 13 with his hand up. Can you can you un- unmute people? I can't unmute anybody. I'm actually, I'm just, I was just calling in. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have the moderation capability. I just got unmuted. Okay, so I guess, so I guess no. Angela can, I, I guess Angela can mute and unmute people. So I guess that's fine. Jerry seventy one. Okay, hi Jerry. Hello. For Bill Henshaw, if you're on the call, Bill, press star eight so we can put your hand up. My yes, name's Bobby Kay, and I'm a retard. Oh, hello everybody. Welcome, Mr. Henshaw. How are you doing? That's... No, sorry. That, that ain't right. Road, I apologize. Who do you think was able to unmute anyone? Yes, thirteen. Is that is that Bill Henshaw? Yeah, you can hit star six and self unmute. I can anyways. Am I still unmuted, Jerry71? Yeah, I hear you, Jerry. Do you guys know where to find any Red Fox stamps? Because I I was just investigating, um, trying to find out where I can get them. Huh? They they only made them for a short time, and somebody bought all of them, and they don't make them anymore. If you try the, uh, I think there's a blue, there's like a, there's another $1 stamp. I think it's blue. I don't know. Maybe that's a ten dollars stamp. Right. Actually, I found some red box stamps out here in uh, in San Francisco. They're there. Yeah, collectors have them, but you can get them at a higher price. You know how much they go for? I think they're like like something like ten bucks a stamp or something like that. I I can't remember, but yeah, I heard about. But I got a hat the other. I went to Ross. I went to Ross, right? And I went to go get a hat. And I, I, I came across this hat with a fox on it, a red fox on the front of the hat. And that's it, just a black hat with a red fox on the front, so I bought it. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> you know? Now you want to put a red but, fox on it? <laughs> that's Donald. Well, see, no, it's Jeremiah Guthrie. It's also Donaldson, though, yeah. How you doing, sir? It's the lotion on its skin. 
What's that? That it puts you the lotion a, on its skin. You have a pretty mouth? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Only in a dream. <laughs> All right, Bill, Bill Henshaw. We're looking for Bill Henshaw. If you're on the call, can you please press star 8 so we can find you? East Maryland, is that? Who's East Maryland? That's me. Who's me? Ranger Ron. Oh, it's you again. Hey, Ranger Ron. Hi. They keep muting me and unmuting me. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're looking for the guest speaker tonight. Yeah, I know. I was just talking to him. What did he say? Is he still He's trying to get on the call. Is he printing hey, Chief I'm in Billy. <laughs> Did you give him the right, the right call-in number? Yeah, I gave it to him. Okay. Hey, did you say he was going to talk about bills of ladies or bills of a tender or something? Bills of particular, I think. That, that was the video no. that I found of Bill Henshaw on YouTube. I put a link in the chat earlier to the video I was watching, and it seemed pretty cool. Yeah. Like, he puts in a bill of particulars before he gets a case number. Uh-huh. Well, they can't answer. They won't answer. They, they try to ignore him and stuff, and... Uh, I guess that's how he wins because something about the the bill of particulars is that um, it brings in your it brings in your rights protected by the Constitution or something. So, and it's also like a jurisdictional challenge where you uh, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Here's a description of the video. My name is William Bill Henshaw. I made this channel to show the real meaning of the Constitution of the United mm-hmm. States of America. If you have any questions or comments or information on the documents, package, trial court, jury instructions, the is available by request. Please send me an email. Da 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 da. Okay, hold on. Where does it get to the good part? Who said that? Who said that? I guess there is no good part. I don't know. And he goes over these cases here. Kane v. v. U.S., People vs. Corbett, U.S. v. Smith, Cohen's vs. V.A., Garland v. Washington, Brady v. M.D. I guess that's Maryland. Brady v. Brady v. Maryland. It's a pretty good video. Got it. Yeah. So here's some... Here's, I got a reference to the Bill of Particulars right here in the 16 American Jurisprudence, 2nd edition. It's from the NLA folder. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just get to the first one here. It says, something about providing for the furnishing of a bill of particulars by the prosecution, providing a summary method for the collection of a fine. What is this mm-hmm. in The courts have held, there it goes, the courts have held many particular retrospective laws or rules of court to relate merely to procedure and therefore not to be ex post facto, such as statutes or rules related to speedy trial. 
and a rule requiring the accused to give notice of his or her alibi. Rules of court held to be merely procedural for purposes of the rule against ex post facto laws are included, um, to also include those imposing a court, a court facilities assessment. Court facilities assessment. That's changing various matters relating to jurors or juries. That's interesting. Changing the number of preemptory challenges allowed the accused or prosecution, changing the place of the trial, or making the, the granting of, of separate trials of persons jointly indicated, yeah, uh, in, indicted, jointly indicted, a matter of discretion rather than of right. Similarly, the Constitution inhibition against ex force facto laws is not violated by retrospective laws authorizing the court to order the separate trial of separate offenses in certain cases, providing for the furnishing of a bill of particulars by the prosecution, providing a summary method for the collection of a fine, providing an additional method for determining whether the accused had previously committed a felony, or permitting an accessory who was punishable as if a principal to be indicted for the crime itself. Hopefully that you got something out of that. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. My God. I hear you. Like an angel right, in heaven. Okay, now go back. Okay, so we're going to go back to one, two. Oh, let me get rid of this one. I'm closing out that. Oh, my God. I don't know what's going on. Let me go back to the talk shoe page. Donald, for this heck call. You. What? Bill's trying to find you, Angela. I told him to come over here. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Can you hear me, Angie? Yeah, I can hear you. I've talked to can Bill you hear three me? times. Huh? Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, finally. Okay, good. Oh, my God. I don't know what happened, but... Uh, I can smell you, too. <laughs> well, you got a good nose there, dude. Whoever said that? <laughs> okay. So, all right, Bill. When you come on, press star eight, and that'll get us going. We just stay here. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna wait for uh see Greg Ward. You've got your hand up. Did you wanna say something? Angela's Greg Ward. Ah, hi. Oh hey, it works. Sweet. Oh my god. I don't know what happened, but go ahead. I'm, ho I'm hoping that Bill comes here shortly, but I'll be, while we're waiting for him, I just wanted to ask you: had you had you been able to get in touch with Jackie Fig yet? No, I haven't even attempted to. Why don't you um, send send them an email, ask them if they want to be on our call, and then send me an email, and I'll go for it. Okay, definitely. I think you guys will have a blast. Okay. I'm always up for new new people coming on the call and sharing their information. Absolutely. I love it. Cool. Especially I'll, if it's I'll, a female. 
<laughs> no, she's uh, she's definitely uh, not enough females. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the next thing. As you guys uh, have both been in in this movement, you know, I mean, searching and fighting for freedom for a while. So I figured that'd be it's high time that you guys linked up. I think you'd have a great time. That'd be cool. Very cool. I will gladly oh, cool. have her on. But awesome. I I don't like to cold call people. I I would prefer you do the introducing or the you know be the middleman. I will definitely do so. Cool. And uh, another one is Robert Michael. I think you'd enjoy having over too. I don't know if you know him. Robert Michael. Robert. Michael. He's with he's with uh, Truth and Trust. Same thing. Send him an email. See if he'd be interested in coming on. And then I when he say do. when they say yes, send me the email with their their email and phone number. And I'll contact them and I'll schedule them. I'd be happy I mean, we're to be up the in the Bay man. now. Huh? I'm scheduling. I, we're we're booked up until May. I saw that. I saw that. I'm I'm glad for you. Yeah, it's great. Well, I'm, you know, there I'm, there are I'm periods of time when there's there, when there's nobody, you know, <laughs> contacting me, and we just have nobody on, and we just do, you know, our own. But that's fine too. But I love it when we have a guest speaker on. That way we can uh, share information. Agreed. Okay, maybe that's him. Uh, uh, right. I'll, I'll give you the floor. Uh, okay, thank you. Um, thank you, Angela. You know, it's funny. It says number two, so I guess... Okay, I'm, I just unmuted you. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Angela. Um, thank you. Um, Rohit Aurora, 86... Is that what that says? <laughs> uh, it says 19 years old. Rojo. Did you want to say something or did you have your hand up by mistake? I can't hear you. Do you have your mute button on maybe? Or? Okay, well, I just picked out. It's not working, so. All right. Um Greg, do you want to mute yourself out or do you want me to do it? Greg? Okay. Yes. Yes, he did. Did you want me to mute you out or did you want to mute yourself out? I will mute myself out. I'll be glad to. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Angela. We're still waiting for Bill Henshaw. Bill, when you come on. Let me see here. If you got Bill's number, I'd be glad to give him a call. I'm, I am friends with him um, through email. I just don't have his number. I'd be glad to welcome him to how to get on. I don't have his phone number. I don't have it. I have. Okay. Wait. Can you wait, hear me, Ron. Andy? Yeah, nope, I can hear you him. now. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. All right, well, hey, I'm going to call Bill again. Uh, I'm going to call him right now to find out what he's having problems with. I'll call you right what, back. What state? What state is he in? California. Um, he's in California. I, I just unmuted California. Is that you, Bill? Uh, No, it's not. Okay, but you're in California? Yeah, he's in Mm -hmm. California. Okay, sorry. I just talked to him. Okay. What did he say? Uh, uh, Where'd you go, Ron? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ranger Ron. Where'd you go? I guess he got disconnected. Well, we're having a hell of a time tonight, aren't we? 
<laughs> oh, good grief. Hmm. You know, it's really weird because California is just flashing and Southeast Colorado are just flashing, which makes me suspicious. But let's see, with 24 minutes, I'll wait. You know, it's working. It seems to be working anyway. But I don't know what happened to Ron. And we're all glad to be here, Angela, no matter what. <laughs> I'm glad you are too. <laughs> Thanks. I'm 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 glad I'm not alone in this <laughs> this craziness. Jeez. Isn't it weird? Well, I, I don't you know you know, there's a big green space at the top of my chat where my name's at the top and then below it is Southeast Texas, Southeast Colorado, and California. And Southeast Colorado again and South Texas. And they, they when they come on, they start flashing. And so I think that's a dead giveaway that they're doing that zero 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 pound for their uh, call ID. ID or whatever it is. Yeah, because it makes them flash, which tips me off right away on <laughs> who they might be. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, there's California. Is that you, Bill? It's your favorite, honey. Oh, it's Donaldson. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know what to do. There's another California. You've been unmuted. Is that you, Bill? No, this is Bill's friend. Bill is right next to me. He's been having oh. trouble getting into you, Angela. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, hold, hold on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, hold on. Let me give you and see if if um if he can use his phone. He's using my phone right now. Hold on. Okay. Let me and let me quickly look at the charge on my phone. If not, I can just plug it in while he talks. All right, but the, yeah, just go ahead and try calling in from his phone yeah, too, okay. and that way we can. Did he give you his number, Angela? No, I don't have his phone number. I don't believe I do. I I'd have to go check through my oh, email. Okay, let me said. just. Let me just give you him now, and you guys can talk, all right? Okay, good. Here, here he is. All right. Good. Oh, hello. Oh, hallelujah. Well, oh, we don't give finally. up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not used to this phone, but I'll do well, it. Don't stop. Um, okay, well, you know what? Let me, go, no, no, I got it. Let, me, yeah. let me go get your email, one of your emails here. Oh, God, it's not under Bill Henshaw. What is it? What does your email start with? Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Let me just <laughs> find one of your emails, and then I can call you on your phone. From yeah, I, I thought bring I you had in. sent that. If I didn't, I mean, I just talked to Ranger Rod, and I told him to give it to you if you don't have it for some reason. Yeah, I think. Let me find one of your emails first. You see, I have twenty. I have. 25,415 unread emails in here. So oh. it's, oh. I'm scrolling down. Uh, well, I can forward it again tomorrow. Not a big deal. And it's doubly frustrating for me because I'm sitting here. I've got two computers and neither of them works. Oh, this is a great return to home. I've been home for a week. 
<laughs> it's just one thing after another. But everything is going good other than that. Let me see here. I can't, I can't find one of your emails. So maybe I... Let's see here. Nope, it's not under Bill. Um, <laughs> where's all the emails you sent me? I've got all your emails, but they're not here. Why are they yeah, not Am I getting am I getting like totally scammed? Andrew, you want me to put in the in the uh, text in the chat? Well, no, because then you're giving everybody his phone number. That's not really cool. No, not his phone number. His uh, email. Oh, it's Caspari something, right? Yes, Caspari. Okay. Okay, that's I went there. Oh, Jesus, hate it. It's killing me here. I know, I know. Same at this end. Ugh. Hey, Bill, how's it going? It's Greg Ward. Oh, hi. Oh, actually, pretty darn good thing, other than some communication thing with my two computers that have both crashed <laughs> in the space in three days. <laughs> but other than that, uh, you know, really good. I've got good news to report, and I've got my first – I'm going to tell the listeners I got my first test case for a mortgage loan. I wasn't thinking I'd be doing that for a while, but i got a guy that's a go-getter and has some understanding of it and wants to do it. Something's and it's wrong the same here, question. though. I, how is this possible? I go from – I go from cash flow Queen Canetra to Cassandra Bietin. Wow. There's like, <laughs> where's all the Caspar? C A S P, right? Yeah, two C. C C A S. Oh, C C. Oh, shit. Excuse my French. No wonder I can't find it. Why don't you people use your names for your emails? Yeah, I, it's a funny story about why I use it. I'll tell you another time, but uh, maybe I'll think about changing it for future reference, however. I still can't uh, find it. C-C-C-A, right, C-C-C-A. Yeah, C-C, two C's, A-S-P-A-R-I. C-C, okay, it goes from C-C Alerts to C-Central. Hmm. C-C, wait. C-C-S, C-C-S. C-C-A-S-P-A-R-I. C-C-A-S-P-A-R-I. I'm not, it's not, it's not, I don't have it. It's, I I lost all your emails, apparently. I I don't know how that happened. No, no problem. How does that happen? I I don't get that at all. Yeah, me either. I don't get it either with computers. Crazy. You know, the maids my laptop survived in Connecticut four months without me breaking it apart. Unbelievable. I I just put it in the search mode, C-C-S-P-A. Nothing. No items match your search. I don't know how that happens. Wait wait a second. Let me go to my sent items because now this is really making me crazy. Yeah, I just got one from you at 6.04 tonight. I know. I, how did that happen? Oh, because you're in my address book. Okay. I did. Nope. Okay, that didn't work. <laughs> C-C-S. And I'm going to email you. P-S-C-C. 
A S P. Okay, email me. Okay. It's cooking. Damn. Whose phone is that? I just I just emailed you. Can you record the call? Can you record the call? What the hell? Uh, (laughs) You know, I've got here cookie. That's it. Well, you got to tell me about the cookie part. Oh my god. Okay, I don't have your phone number at all. (laughs) Oh, here, here. Uh, Okay, I got it. Uh, No, that's not it. Uh, nope. Let's see here. Nope. I guess you didn't give me your phone number. So I'm going to look in my inbox now. I just heard it. So. <laughs> mm, all right. Well, we want to write it down. Are I, we I, having I, fun yet? I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I just got your email. I've got you. <laughs> Gee, too bad he didn't send me his phone number. Do you have his phone number, Greg? I wish I did, no. Oh. Well, I'm here. I can, write, yeah, I can give it to you. Just write it down. Well, but do you want it on the call? I mean, we're recording this. Oh. It's going to go out to everybody on oh, the planet. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Okay, I will yeah, send so you, if I can get on my send computer. Send me an email. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I'm not sure. I've okay. got my laptop here, but I don't know if I'm connected to the <laughs> Internet. Yeah. Okay, if I am, I'll send oh, you an email. Okay, Northwest Arkansas. We Damn heard you bark or, or, or howl like a wolf. I mean, okay. <laughs> well, if nothing else, you can just call Ranger Rod at your convenience. He has it. Ranger He's Rod on right today. now. He's on right now. He's got his hand up. I see him. Hi, Ron. But yeah. don't tell me the phone number because we don't want to give it out over the uh, call. Just call me tomorrow, Angie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll get you an email tomorrow, too, but go ahead and do both to be on the state side. Um, okay, so I'll wait for you to mail. You're going to send me an email, Bill? I will do that, and you can call Ranger Rod, Ron, too, because he has it also. But I will send you an email tonight if I can do it before I leave. I don't know if I have well, internet on my computer. Well, if you can do it right computer. now, if you can do it right now, I can uh, call you back on. On, the, on your number, on your call, on your phone. Okay, and- well, all right, well, hold on. Uh, damn it. Okay, don't get frustrated. Uh, we'll wait. Damn. I mean, you know, we've almost gone an hour and we haven't had a conversation yeah, I yet. Know, so. but I'm God, I can't. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I I'll don't have internet on this. I just don't have it. Uh, I'll get it to you as soon as I can. I can't do it. Okay, <laughs> well then, can you stay on your friend's phone and just... Uh, oh, okay, okay. My friend like is going to... Okay, my huh? friend is going to... My friend will send it to you using his email. Oh, Okay. That'll work. Yeah. What's your yes. friend's name? J-A-V-I-T. You'll, you'll see it come in. J-A-V-I-T to you. Ah, I got it. And he'll up send you an email. Okay, good. <laughs> and everybody else be very patient because Bill has got lots of great information. Oh, boy, does he. I've been looking forward to this call all week. I even was brushing up and watching your videos, Bill, on YouTube. Oh, good. Thank you for doing that. And I have, and I'll have a lot more to say April 12th, but I do have things going on. And to my surprise, I thought uh, later in the year I'd be getting into taking on the mortgage bankers. So I've been looking for a test case. And I just made a connection with the local person the other day that is a go-getter and understands a lot of what's going on. And I think he's going to follow through and do it. So I'm going to have my first case in California. Oh, okay, good. Oh, it's going to be and California. I think gonna, yeah, my first shot against the mortgage huh. bankers. And it's really so simple when you think about it. 
Because if the California came in, as you know, and as Pennsylvania did at one time, common law state, yet we don't have common law contracts anymore with consideration on both sides. Right. Right. And that's the problem because, you know, you work your ass off for 30 years and invest your time and labor, and all they do is hit some buttons on the computer and come up with electronic money. This isn't how it works. But you have to understand how we got here. That's where my 14th Amendment issue comes into play. And also the Federal Reserve Act, I think 12 U.S.C. 95A, which I think is in the original act, where Congress delegated to the president unlimited authority to declare states of emergency. And wow. that's the time these Federal Reserve notes circulate, just as they did. And Roosevelt notoriously did this, as you know, on March the 5th, 1933, and called in all the people's gold and silver coin, and they were stupid enough. A lot of them turned it in, which is impossible with an executive order. But this is what he did, and then we had HJR 192. I won't go through the whole thing. But the bottom line is these Federal Reserve notes circulate in federal military venues, not state judicial districts. And that's what we're domiciled in. And they know it, and the mortgage lenders should have known it when they entered into the agreement. They should have known it was void from day one. Not voidable, void. This is the kind of argument I'm going to be making. And not only that, with my state versus territory issue that you're aware of, if I'm right, and I've got a 70-page brief on the admission of new states, and no one's opposed to it, and I have the California Supreme Court, the Assembly, and some judges here conceding that California is in the state. They don't say that in so many words, but if you know what you're reading, then the problem they have is they're not registered to do business in the state of California. They're oh. registered with the territorial secretary of state who has not okay. been appointed by the president as would be required under Article 2, Section 2, Paragraph 2. That's where we get the bastards because now if they had any license to do business, they couldn't make a contract even if it were otherwise valid. And that goes back to a case called Bank of Augusta v. Earl in 1838. That one I don't have off the top of my head. And even further back to United States versus DeVoe, D-E-V-E-A-U-X, in 1806. And we get them there, and we get them because with no states, they can't possibly invoke diversity jurisdiction now, can they, under uh, 18 U.S.C. 1332? You know, they have no state citizenship, whatever, to do that with. And if we get our case into a state court exercising circuit court jurisdiction, federal jurisdiction, they can't remove it to a federal court because that would be going from a superior court to an inferior court, and that's not how it works. I mean, there's a lot of questions. I want to ask a lot of mortgage bankers, and I've got a test case here uh, that won't happen overnight, but I'm working on it as fast as my computers will let me do it right now. And it's the same issues, oddly enough, that you you see in traffic courts, different contexts, same issues. That's why I'm concentrating on traffic court because we get decisions there. Now they're res judicata when you get to mortgage bankers, the IRS, you name it. That's what How about the I California do. Franchise Tax Board? Oh, the same thing. I, when I said IRS, you can include the FTB because they operate on the same quote-unquote principles. And I'm hoping to have the next time in. So I had it at one time, uh, but in a series of moves, I lost it before I had a scanner and I could scan it into my computer. I have a, yeah. a report from the House Subcommittee on Banking and Finance, I believe in the early 60s. 
And they said two astounding things that when you think about it. One was that for tax purposes, the IRS operates on the principle the taxpayer, quote unquote, has a zero interest in his time and labor. Oh, yeah. What the hell else is your life but time and labor? I heard you in your video talking about that. I even wrote it down. And that was from what? uh, The bank, what was that? The The, the House Subcommittee on Banking and Finance. And I misplaced it. I've got a friend of mine that has better legal research tools than I do that I've asked him to look into it and see if he can find it for me. And the other thing they said there. Wait, wait, tell me. I'll find it. The House Subcommittee, what? On Banking and Finance. And I think around the early to mid-60s, if my memory is correct about that. And they actually said that. And they also said that for the purposes of, you know, the deposit of taking money to the bank, that the title to the money passes from the depositor to the bank. That's why the tax bastards can go in there and get your money because they don't recognize any property rights. Right. Well, you see the little microprint line where you sign your name. They're giving you authorization to sign your name because you don't have it otherwise. Yeah, again, but that's not a voluntary knowing and intelligent waiver of rights. Not at least if the Supreme Court has any authority on the case of Johnson v. Zerbst, Z-E-R-B-S-T, 304-458. It was in the context of a criminal case. I get that. But if it's voluntary knowing and intelligent, you've never made a waiver of rights like that, particularly to trial by jury, crying out loud. So these are the areas you know, where I'm going to be going with these people. And then you get – and I may have mentioned it January the 11th, and I may have not put the site if I didn't. But we have a case where the Supreme Court, nine old parts, decided uh, that a taxpayer uh, you know, can be taxed out of existence without even an apparent need for an administrative hearing. I mean for crying out loud, they own you. They actually think they can do that. And with corporations, yeah. they may have a point because they created them. They didn't create us. Right. So, oh, by the they way, they have the a exciting classified part. or organized in, in that fashion as a corporate fiction. Yeah, and that's what they recognize. And the exciting part here is this is a two-parter with the mortgage bankers, and they may go side by side because he was involved, and I'm still getting the details of this dissolution of marriage case he was involved in. And we had a great two-hour meeting on Monday. I laughed and I said, yeah, dissolution of marriage, you dissolve a corporation. You get a divorce at common law. So we're going to be sending one of my patented love letters to the judge in that case and indicating to him that he should do the right thing and set aside this verdict. We need to make a motion in California to set aside a void judgment, which is exactly what we have there, and then go after the mortgage banker to get the property back. And if there's any sales, they're going to be void. That's another area I need to learn more about in this case. But it's exciting because the guy's a really great guy. He's with it. And he wants to follow us through it. And as you know, a lot of people you know, just get too intimidated and scared with government to try to do it. This one won't. So it's going to be a lot of effort for me up front. I'm going to do it because if we get a win like this, it's going to go viral. How many people do you think are going to want to get rid of their half a million dollar mortgages at the stroke of a pen? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be first in line. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's the kind of thing. And it's a money issue. And, of Mine's course, that's not a half toughest a million issue dollars, we have. Though, but... <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's really exciting for me. And I got other things. By the way, current events. You may have noticed uh, Trump, who I'm getting increasingly less dissatisfied with, but still better than the alternative. 
And here's someone who's trying to rule by executive orders, which he should know. It's the crux of the whole problem here, especially with import taxes, as he's threatening to do with the steel industry and this, that, and the other. How in the world – I mean, and by the way, I've got some recent decisions on the Supreme Court. I'll have them for you April 12th where they flat out ruled that Congress can't delegate its legislative authority. And yet that's apparently exactly what it's done. And that, too, comes under 12 U.S.C. 95A as far as I'm personally concerned. But they can't do it. That's separation of powers, except that they don't recognize any states. If they're all federal territories, there's not a separation of powers argument anywhere in sight. But it makes my case. And unless they can produce something in the Constitution that says Congress can relegate states admitted into this union to a lesser political status, They've got a real problem in Washington, D.C. That's the question I want answered. You know, what I get it in my well, life, better be I don't careful. Know. They'll kill you, you know. you got to watch your your back. Oh, I'm well aware of, uh, I mean, Everybody I Everybody exactly. needs to pray, pray for you and, and surround you with golden shields. Oh, I've been you know. surrounded by a lot of terrific <laughs> friends, including my friend here, Joe, that's been helping me today. And I've got help all around, and I get it. I know it. You know, and they had a great chance in South Carolina where I was sitting there for seven months as a political prisoner, but oh. they, I guess, didn't have sense enough to do it. Um, you know, because they recognized the first court hearing I had. They're like, God, I wish I had video to that. Well, I'm the one that made everybody with a red suit and a manacled hand and foot. And then within 30 seconds, I set them back on, you know, shut the whole place down. Everyone in there knew they were the ones in trouble with the law. That video would be worth a million words. Good people, that yeah. kind of power and self esteem, you can do it. And you don't need Maybe to put as much time as effort. Yeah, you know, oh, I'm glad you said that. We might just do something like Thank you, Angela. We might just do something like that. It won't be quite the same matter of fact. But the courtroom, and it wasn't packed, but they were stunned into silence, including the stupid-ass DA who didn't say two words to me in five months. Huh. Didn't answer any of my papers I put in, and I had three writs of habeas corpus in there, and they're all filed, all of them. Well, that's what they do, you know. They don't want to answer and put their foot in their mouth. They just don't right. answer at all, or judges don't make decisions. They just let stuff ride. And oh, yeah, but you wait, you yeah. wait, you wait, and they just, they don't care. But that's the exciting part of what I'm doing now. I have enough pieces of the puzzle. That's the other thing, is I'm working Wonderful. on offensive actions, especially in these circumstances. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, who else is doing that is uh, Rod Class. You ought to get together with him. We're going to have a roundtable discussion with you two guys in there, among others. Oh, funny that you should mention. Should be funny so you good. should mention Rod Class, Angel. You might be aware that uh, he just had a decision decided in the Supreme Court was, like last week. Yeah, he was on and my I call last week. Yeah, I read it and I said to myself, "Why the hell did the court take this case?" Because they were talking about the rights, you know, did he waive his right to appeal pursuant to the plea bargain he went into? I read the whole case, how he was stupid enough to bring a a, a gun and lock trunk of his car on Capitol ground. I I don't know. I think he did it on purpose, didn't he? Was he testing the waters or something? It's possible he was. I mean, why would you drive into a congressional parking lot with your gun on the seat right there whatever? Yeah, I know. But I wonder why the court took the case. Because they didn't decide any issue of constitutional law there, and everyone no, in that case had back. to know it. He's got to go back. Oh, I, oh yeah, I got I got the gun, right, the gun issues. But, I mean, it was about uh, signing a plea agreement after the charges had been dropped. You see, the case that, oh, was, yeah. that they had on him 
they dropped it. They dropped the charges. And then they came up with another plea agreement for charges that have not been, he had not been indicted for yet. And that's yeah, what the I, question I got was. It. I got some of that. You, okay. I got it. But my question is, why did the court take this case? Because they've already ruled, and a case they use fairly often, that there's no right to an appeal in any criminal case. Case is McCain v. Thurston, 153 U.S. 684. So what was the big deal to take this case? I have a real problem with this. I don't because know what's he, going on here. Because it shouldn't, you shouldn't be, uh, they shouldn't have presumed, well, no, they shouldn't allow you, well, no. <laughs> They, yeah, shouldn't allow, see, they shouldn't make you sign a plea agreement when the charges have already been dropped. The court hearing, everything was taken away. Yeah, they I, know, I got that, and I agree it, with it. But they, he hadn't been indicted. So I, I guess what happened was he called to task the prosecutor and others. It, it, it was on them. Something was happening on them. They they didn't want to... They They were... I don't know. You have to listen to him. I can't explain it. I'm not articulate enough <laughs> at all. You know, I well, understand I what's down, I'm... but I can't explain it. I mean, I thought I had it down enough to explain, but and I explained it on the last call because I had Rod Class on the call and we went oh. through it. I read the case and everything, but you know, I'll go, go back through it again myself. To, but I looked at that the issue of the, It was because of a non uh, uh, unconstitutional. They. It had to do with him being charged with something that was constitutionally okay for him to have. It wasn't unconst. It was unconstitutional for them to charge him with anything pertaining to what his gun, to what he was doing in his gun, because in D.C. I guess you have the right to keep and bear arms in public if you want to. Yeah, so they actually the Second Amendment. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's the second right, amendment. Angela, off, I will follow up on it. But by the way, Washington D.C. is a place where the Second Amendment argument might actually work. I don't know what yeah. the problem is with the NRA. You can't argue that in a state. The Supreme Court ruled 130 years ago, Presser v. Illinois, that that's not an issue, and they ruled that the Bill of Rights doesn't apply to the state. That's what I hit them with in South Carolina in the first 30 seconds. Barron v. Baltimore. That's not an issue. It's a property rights issue. It's taking a property without judicial process. And I'll have a lot more to say about this on the next show in the context of the uh, recent horrifying events in Florida about what I think the real take is here on both sides and the issues that should be argued on both sides. I'm not going to do that one tonight, but I will have that on April the 12th. Uh, that whole situation, uh, everybody's getting Very it wrong. Good. So again, go, going back to, to the uh, you know with Trump and the executive orders, that I'm, in fact, I'm challenging them right now. You know what? Also, uh, let me tell you, where are you in California? Are you in the West Los Angeles San Francisco area? Peninsula. Oh, but, you're way up north. You're yeah, this way is my up circuit north. territory. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, when you go into court, let me know. I'll come and sh- I'll be the I'll be your rooting gallery. Yeah, well, love you. Fact, by the way, I may be doing a couple of appearances myself. I have a second Merced case, the first Merced case that you may be aware of. My friend went into court, and we filed all my documents, you know, the bill of particulars, the motion to dismiss, the denial of counsel. And we get back a blank form. If I didn't send it to you, I'll send it. What, what looks like a judicial counsel form, been promulgated, by, but there's nothing on there. Blank form. 
and it says notice of receipt of recent communication, and on the bottom it says your request has been denied without identifying what the request was or anything, and here we are invoking rights secured by the Constitution, and they're using this to deny it. This is astounding. So you I've got them that on the internet for all to see. Yeah, well, I, I will get that copy, and I've got a petition right now before the uh, Speaker of the California Assembly and up there in Moonbeam, Jerry Brown, and, and, uh, and the governor's office. And the governor, by the way, is a big deal because he has in California and probably every other state the duty to see the laws are faithfully executed. That, to me, means if we're going to pass laws that apply to corporations, you better damn well limit yourself to you know, invoking those laws against corporations, not you and not me. Yeah. Unless you can prove we are one. That's where this case is going. But I got a second Merced case. The guy put in the same paperwork, and the judge immediately ordered him without any hearing, without any motion by the DA, which wouldn't have mattered, immediately ordered him to undergo psychiatric evaluation if he was competent to represent himself. So I'm in the middle of this case, and I, I may go out there if they have a hearing on this issue and testify as an expert witness. And also check on the status of my first Merced case. They can't possibly think they're going to get away with this. And I will have some more to say about that April 12th. It's going to be a hearing there, I think, in two weeks. And whether I go to it remains to be seen. But if I do, uh, so that's going to be interesting because – and I never, by the way, have been lucky enough to get a judge with attitude. Uh, I've never have a love to have one like that. I've never had it that the judge in, in South Carolina, we went back and forth, respectful, kind. I mean, I think she had been ordered to do what she did because she couldn't figure out why I was there either. <laughs> it's just one of those things. But in any case, I've got some things that are really you know, great. This offensive stuff, and you get them because they don't answer. And you read, if you don't have it, I'll send you a case called Windsor v. McVeigh, not Tim McVeigh. This is 150 years ago where they did this uh, – uh, to a guy right at the end of the war between the states, and you read the opinion, what the Supreme Court said about being denied any opportunity to be heard. It's astounding. It's compelling, and they're going to have, they're bound by it. I'm going to, they're bound by it now in the Supreme Court. Hasn't been reversed. And they're doing this, this all the time. They don't answer. They don't do a damn thing. Now I'm going to try to make them pay for it. Good. And if that goes the good, fire. it's going to go. Oh, yeah, and I've got five or six cases. I've got one in Utah right now that, you know, the girl used my paperwork and got all the way through and got convicted. And I sent one of my love letters to the judge, and she shows up on the date when she's supposed to get the sentence and how much she's going to pay. And all of a sudden, they come to the conclusion they're going to suspend the fine. No fine, no jail. You huh. tell me who won. And we're doing yeah. a petition right now in Utah on this case. That's another one I have actively in the works. So, you know, it's, it's wow. It's just exciting. We can actually get them. And what I'm going to be doing, and this is where I'm good enough to do it, is file what looks like what looks like a civil rights complaint. But when you read it, you'll find out it's anything but. I'm filing it that way to get files so the clerk recognizes page one. But the attorneys that read the other 80 pages are going to see what I'm really doing. I'm filing a common law trespass be at armis. And in a concurrent uh, jurisdiction of a federal circuit court, and we have that constitution mandated, the Supreme Court recognizes it, and yet we can't get there. Why? Yeah, why? Because that's a judicial court. They will recognize state citizenship. They will recognize our rights, 
and will get the right to trial by jury if the case ever gets that far, and it won't. And people say, oh, you can't do that. Congress did away with the circuit courts in 1911, which is true. Just Judiciary Act of 1911, on the federal level, they did. They would be without authority to do that with the concurrent jurisdiction in the state court. Because if they did that with no judicial courts, don't we have Article 1, Section 9 and 10 uh, that stops Congress and the state from passing any bills of attainder, taking a property without judicial process? Every statute they enact would be subject to that attack without exception. So those courts have to be there. And even better, when I was in that South Carolina jail cell, I got on a little computer they had that was never any internet, but I found a couple of cases, and I said, I'll be damned when the Supreme Court has ruled, and I'll send them to you, that even in a territory, the territorial tribunal has two separate jurisdictions, one as a territorial tribunal, the other as a federal circuit court even in a territory, because they recognized that there were going to be state citizens that were out there and had rights, and they would have no other way to gain access to the judicial power of the United States if those courts weren't there. So I don't care which way they want to, want to go. I've got them either way. And we have to be able to get into those courts. And the Supreme Court has said uh, in Coleman's v. Virginia, the best case they ever decided, uh, 6 Wheaton 264, that the Chief Justice Marshall, who was never wrong, was he the patron saint of Harvard and Yale, said that you know the court had to take jurisdiction where it must, and it had to refrain from it where it didn't have it. The one or the other would be treason to the Constitution. That's the basis for trespass be it honest, because when the judges don't answer, they're either taking jurisdiction they don't have or keeping us from jurisdiction we have the power to invoke. Who the hell cares about civil rights? We don't need any of that. None of it. And I think that's how we're going to get them, and we're going to get a lot of settlements because they can't have this go to the Supreme Court for a decision on the record. That's the leverage we have. I'd love to get a decision there. I don't know if I'm ever going to see it, but I know I'm right. I've got the record to prove it. I've got the documents to prove it. And in fact, by the way, to the listeners of my document packets that are available, I've got three of them. I have a, a trial court packet and a power packet and jury instructions. I've never had to use the jury instructions, 575. I don't even have it priced. <laughs> but the first two, if you get them, i got to double your money back if within 60 days you can prove me wrong on the fact there's no 14th Amendment, there are no states, there's no right to effective assistance at counsel, and nothing remotely resembling a quorum to do business in either House of Congress. All four of those things. And a quickie on that, by the way, Angie, with the with the racial representation, that's when you know Article One, Section Two, Clause Three. So it may be as simple as one, two, three before the day is done. Because you read that and you find out the maximum amount of people per representative is thirty thousand. That number not only hasn't changed, it hasn't even been amended. If it has with the 14th Amendment, and I believe I can beat that one dead bang, uh, it would increase uh, the number of people that were involved because they had the three-fifths rule at the time you know, for the slaves, so they only counted three-fifths. Well, the deal now is that we have, what, 310 million people. If you do the math, you find out that instead of 435 members of the House of Representatives, we should have 15,000. 
That's a representative government, according to the yeah, Constitution. I, I saw that so, video you did with the, you did a con, constitutional conversation with someone. Oh yes, I that did. And look at that, and this is simple mathematics that the third grader could understand. Now I'll concede, by the way, with the passage of time and we had better communications and this, that, and the other, that that number well, would have to be done with an amendment. But even if it were tripled or quadrupled we would still have 6,000 to 7,500 members in Congress to be required to represent this government, and we don't have them. And I said in passing to one of my friends the other day, well, if we need a big enough place you know, for the Congress to meet, maybe they could run out to Tiananmen Square um, <laughs> for nothing else. But yeah, there's no quorum to do business, and of course we have no senators at all since those senators are supposed to be appointed by the state legislatures. And that hasn't happened because of the so-called 17th Amendment. But you look at Article 5, and it says in there, as you know, the past amendment, you've got to have three-quarters of the states, except that no state shall, without its consent, be deprived of its equal representation in Congress. They had at least Delaware and Utah that, on the record, did not ratify this amendment. Of course, there were no states in 1917, as far as I'm concerned. Story for another day. But the amendment doesn't exist. And yet we don't have the state legislatures appointing the senators, which is a heck of a check of imbalance on the system because if the government gets you know, too big for its britches, the state simply refused to appoint and send senators to the Senate. Now they can't do any business. That's not the way it is, but it's the way it should be. So if we have them on both ends, you know, the House of Representatives and Congress. I don't care which way you want it. They don't have it. And those are the types of arguments that I make, and that, for the most part, is why I'm sitting here modestly calculated 23-0 and 0 against state bar licensed attorneys, many of whom have sworn oath of office you know, to answer questions like this and preserve, protect, and defend this Constitution. And yet it's not happening. No. So I think we have a lot of strength here. Just people have to recognize it and say, my goodness. And you have that aha moment, and you say, geez, look at this. You know, and we should be able to get redress and get it effectively. Now, maybe I'm a bit of an optimist here, which is not my usual the way I do business. But if we can't do it this way, and we get to the Supreme Court, can they one and the same time are going to have to decide: Do we have the rights we're claiming, or do we not have a constitution? That's literally the question they're going to get asked. And I don't know what the answer will be when the time comes, but that's where I'm headed. And if they say we don't have a constitution, now we have to go another direction. Yeah. Probably I won't be around long enough for that to happen, but I'm going to try to set the path so other people can follow me and yeah. get there. Wow. Sorry, I run on sometimes, but... Um, no, it's good. It's fine. <laughs> no, I do, I'm, and I'm I know it. it. Um, you know. You know, so this everybody's is, I mean, listening, so nobody has their hands up. And, and so. learning, and and by the way, I, what I had hoped to do tonight, and still hope to do, is have a long question and answer session. You know, because I got people out there, you know, like Ranger Ron and others that I invited to call in and ask questions. You know, because I would love to do phone every day if I could do it, but I simply don't have forty-eight hour days. So I do mostly, and most of my people, if you talk to them, will tell you I answer emails as promptly as I can and as thoroughly as I can. That comes when you get the document packet. That comes along with it, because I know you're going to have questions, you're going to have situations, sometimes ones I haven't even encountered, like in Florida. By the way, I've got a girl that a client down there been in jail for 15 days on a traffic infraction 
infraction. You can't be sent to jail for that. Oh Sat God. there in jail, $3,500 bail. And just got so out a couple of days ago. And get all her money that they owe her now, right? Oh, there's going to be a lot more because apparently she got arrested the day before. She was going to be a material witness in her mom's case against some police officers who'd done some things and violated her rights. Oh, my God. No, this looks like a lot like RICO to me and obstruction of justice and you name it. I haven't gotten all the details for this yet. Where, where, what, where, where was that? No, Florida. That, I think uh, down around the, uh, in the Panhandle part. I haven't gotten all the details, oh, but I've been going back and forth with them on email. Can you imagine they would be stupid enough to do this? Well, they got some bad be... rap down there in Florida anyway. So I mean, wow. yeah. Well, that's all they're hiring for police these days are stupid idiots. You know, I think they target them with microwaves to make them mean because it seems like the majority of them are mean. They're just mean. They want to hurt you. What? What? When did that start? Oh, when did that start? Bush started with. uh, Oh, no. It started with Bush and 9-11. And then with that American Patriot bullshit, that Patriot Act they enacted. Oh, yes. You know, they're allowed to kill yeah. people, Americans. I mean, what the hell? That's not constitutional. That's, that, no. that thing's got to go. I don't know why they renew it. I mean, and, and yeah, you're right about Trump. I I, uh, I had high hopes, but, you know, I didn't vote for him, so I no, don't of do course that. there's no elections. That, that's yeah, that's another fun thing. There are no elections. There hasn't been a presidential election since... Mm, ever. Ever. Well, I wouldn't. I don't go that far. I think as far back as 1857, I think you can make the argument you had ballot elections at that point. If you want to argue the Articles of Confederation, I get where people are coming from. You had bankers, though, Bill. As long as you have bankers, you've got corruption in government. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, I know. Bankers have been around a long time, so. So that goes back anyway. to Hamilton. Uh, yeah, that's a story for another day. But yeah, I get it about the banking connection all the way back to the first bank of the United States. And I frankly think there was a deal cut uh, between Washington and the Americans and King George III to put Hamilton in there as the first Secretary of Treasury and get that bank of the United States in exchange for letting oh, us yeah. win the Revolutionary War. Yeah, Can't prove it, but I, I believe too. it. You know, and then, of course, it, people with their hand up with, if you want to answer some questions. Oh, please. If you have questions, put them on. All right. North and West Colorado, you've been unmuted. Oops, Hello. Sorry. Hello. Did you have a question? Hi. Hi. I have, a, I have a suggestion. Okay. This is Margaret. Oh, hi, Margaret. Yeah. How are you doing, Margaret? I'm working on it. And I'm okay. Bill is very, very dedicated, and I totally respect where he is coming from. I want you to be aware of the very, very good work that Kevin Cousins has done. Kevin Cousins. There's Kevin Cousins. It's Kenneth. Kenneth Cousins. Kenneth. He, he gives you a good, detailed background of the undercovers under behind the scenes stuff that's been going on against us. Oh. Yeah, study his information, his YouTubes. He's got something he calls it the uh, Gemstone University. Okay, Margaret, I'm writing down as you're talking. 
And it's very consistent with my own research that I've been putting together. Hmm, honestly, have you ever had occasion to read any of the books of uh, Anthony C. Sutton, S-U-T-T-O-N? And I get a lot of information from him. He used to be out here at Stanford University, and he wrote some books that got him into trouble discussing the fact, for example, that we bought and paid for the Bolshevik Revolution, that we put Hitler into power, and other oh, things yes, like that. I and he has a dead bang, black and white. Like no question. Be, I'm not familiar with that particular person, but this man will back up all that with detail. Yeah, well, Kevin Cousins might be. If he's in the same area, he could hardly have gotten there without having heard of Anthony C. Sutton. He says, I've got he, his... said, he says he's been working on this for like 25 years. And he came from a, a economically prosperous business mm. that his family okay. was in. So, I'm, so I mean, he Good. had well, I will certainly be taking a look this. at his... I'll be taking a look at his videos, and we will go from there. But yes, the banking stuff goes back. Actually, it goes back, if you want to argue, as far back as 1694 with the Bank of England and the Rothschilds. If you really want to go back that far, that's that's where it started. Well, he gives you a lot more detail behind that. Okay. I'll look him up. Yeah, good. Well, I'll be happy to do that myself. I'm always interested in people that have good information like I do. We work together, it gets better. Well, I always go, I'm, I'm trained as a physicist, and you've got to get to the source of the problem. You've got to define your problem correctly before you can start getting the solution. It, when you learn physics, you learn that half of the problem, half of the solution, is setting up the problem correctly. Exactly. You see my point? Oh, I got that exactly. And I've that's what so I do much, now. I've had so much bad stuff happened to me, and I live the Ten Commandments my whole life. I mean, I am straight as an arrow. So when all this bad stuff starts happening to me, I get ripped off over and over and over again. I wanted to let you know, you're talking about started after 9-11. No, the first thing that happened to me was 1988. I mean, I was driving 40 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. In the broad daylight, state patrolman stops me, pulls me out of my car, breaks my arm. He's three times as big as me. I'm 118 pounds, and they make it out. I beat up this guy, and there was all this, all this stuff, you know. It was absolute bull. It was all yeah. a lie. Bad. Mm. Wow. Well, too bad. Not at the time. I go back by the way to '83 when I first started out seriously. I've not had anything like what you've had with police. For the most part, I certainly had issues with them, but nothing like what you went through. But oh, that's, that's what we're trying to deal car. with now because you you get them in. I know, but you get them in and realizing that they work for the government, but a government that doesn't exist, a territorial government, now they're not exercising any authority that they have the power to act. And now they I have think no... we've got to go all the way back to the Declaration of Independence. I think that's the yeah, only I do. thing we've... Margaret, can you back yes. off from your mouthpiece a little bit because I hear oh, all sorry. that. I'm sorry. It's okay. Sounds like a bunch of wind. <laughs> You're in Oh, it. yeah. Hell, I make a verse of independence. I go back to the Magna Carta if I have to 12 to mean. But, uh, no. yeah, we have to get a lot of things straight here. And uh, yeah, I agree with you, and I'm working as hard as I can on it and I'm making good progress. It's not easy. It never has been over the course of four decades. But what I have Einstein's, now... Uh, Einstein said something very helpful. 
You cannot solve a problem by be at the, being at the level of the problem. So just keep stepping back, looking at it as an observer. You see what I'm saying? Oh, well, yeah, I do it all the time. It's exactly my my modus operandi is to do just that. And it's gotten so me to where I've gotten down. to and recognizing, you know, you know what we have to do. And, and it's there. We should be able to have access, and right now we don't. That's what I'm trying to think There is a solution to every problem, and we've got to find the problem, the solution. Yep. I'm oh, confident the problem there. The problem is basically I'm using the, the 14th Ten Commandments. I'm doing a negative environment. Please. Hmm. In the okay, private. just making some more notes here with Doris, and I'm going to be taking a look into all of this. So, you know, thank you for Winston you know, Strout bringing this. Very, very, Winston Strout, Strout is very okay. good about se- separating the concept of the private from the public. Well, there's another one I'm first touching about, but S H R O U T. I'll be happy to take a look at some of his videos too. Like I say, I'm always looking for people that are, you know, on the same line I am. And there's not a lot of us out there. There's a lot of statutory gurus out there, but you know, a lot of them do civil rights and this, that, together, and that simply isn't the solution and was never planned to be the solution. So yes. All right, Margaret. Uh, thank you, and I'll be contacting you. Maybe we can schedule a uh, a call with you. Yeah, I'll be back on April the 12th, too. Just, uh, yeah, April 12th next time, so you know, five weeks. April 12th, yeah, you're back yeah. on. Okay, guest 13, you've I'll... been unmuted. I'm sorry. Guest 13, you've been unmuted. Did you have a question for our guest speaker? Hello? Can you Hello? Hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, actually, I wanted to make uh, relevant to the comment he made about that gal that's in jail for traffic infraction. Something that people really need to begin to consider is that the reason these types of things happen to us, while we can all sit here and talk about how corrupt the system is, absolutely, but part of the reason why the system has gotten as corrupt as it has, I would suggest, is our profound lack of knowledge of how the system operates, our profound ignorance as a population. And in that state of ignorance, they have managed to take advantage of us the good-natured people that we generally are and have done so many things and all of it is by the only way they're able to impose this on us and do it to us is nothing more than our flat-out ignorance and once you start diving into this stuff and realize what and and start seeing what you see as you go through a process of learning then everyone ha- then you have your own individual realization of how profoundly ignorant, and I mean that for the dictionary definition of just lacking in knowledge, lacking in comprehension and understanding. You can teach ignorance, and that's a beautiful thing because we can all educate ourselves out of it. Um, and <clears throat> another thing I just wanted to comment on is that gal that was just talking, she, she nailed it. Um, that, the guy that she was referring to from Gemstone University, his name is actually Kenneth Cousins, Ken. Yeah. Um, he is, uh, he's been doing this about 45 years. I have never run into a single individual that has the most well put together, most comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step outline of the gravity of what has taken place to us, to us, the acts, bills, or any other thing, all the way back to the papal bull of the Pope from uh, 1200. The man possesses a level of knowledge that's scary, and he will give you the most comprehensive 
explanation as to what's going on. He has two video series on his um, YouTube channel that you'll be able to see. There's one of them's like five videos long, and one of them's maybe 12. They're long, but a lot to explain. And if for nothing else, it'll give the layperson one hell of a comprehensive understanding. You can go from knowing nothing and just beginning to wake up. If you can get through all of Ken's stuff, you will be further ahead than most of the people that you're looking at. So just wanted to put that out there. Give you the sure. well, I appreciate that. And you're dead yeah. right. In fact, that's one of the things I use in my pleadings is that they say, well, you've made a voluntary, knowing, and intelligent waiver of your rights. But wait a minute. You didn't bother to teach us anything in your damn mandatory public education system. How are we supposed to know? Well, that was, all by that was all by design, as you've probably heard oh, of the, yes. the phrase, the phrageology of dumbing us down. Yes. Once the American government actually gained control of the school system, the very mechanism that actually controls us now controls the information that we get. That we get. Yes. Some of us that are, that are a little older remember back in the days when we had civics in high school, where they actually taught us something that had some comprehension of how the mechanism that does this works. But something else uh, you said, the public and the private. Kenneth Cousins will give you a very good understanding of what that is, but there's still more to, to dive into. And Ken has an organization. It's a, an association or something like that. And if you join his organization, there's a lot more learning he can teach you of the inner workings, the nuts and bolts of the, the paperwork, the processes. That's the big thing, processes. And um, he charges a fee to do it, but he helps people to get papered up. Um, I've heard different uh, people's perspectives on working with him. Some are good. Some aren't as good. Uh, I guess it depends on what you want. Um, there's also another group that um, Greg Ward, myself, and some others are part of on uh, Facebook, where Jackie Fig is, this is another woman who has an extraordinary level of knowledge in her head. And anybody that doesn't know anything about the public and the private would do themselves well to listen to what it is that she has to say. She has knowledge that most people don't because of the last 12 or 13 years of her life doing such a deep dive that most other people haven't. And she's sharing this with her fellow human beings. It's amazing what these people are doing. Between what you can learn from Ken, Jackie, and a few others out there, it's, uh, if we remain in ignorance, it's of our own choice it's all at this about. point. It's of our own choice at this point. My phone is dying. One last thing. Keep talking. Go ahead. On the journey of learning this stuff, there's so many genres of knowledge or or genres of learning that you have to take in. And learning is done in levels. You have to go through the basics and learn that before level two. And the stuff that you can learn and comprehend there even makes sense. It's a slow process, and you have to sacrifice an extraordinary amount of your personal time, your free time, your leisure time, your do-whatever-you-want time, so that you can feed your, in, your mind with the information that nobody else thought to give us as commoners. We're looking to acquire extraordinary knowledge, extraordinary knowledge. Well, we have to put in extraordinary effort to get it. So uh, that's all I have to say. I'll give you guys back the floor. Oh, good. Well, I basically agree with all that. And just so people know, uh, you know, I'm one of those that had done what I said. I put in probably 10,000 hours in the law library and study of my various disciplines that I advocate. You know, and if I don't say it, if I can't prove it, I, that's exactly how I do my business. 
and I have it chapter and verse. I will differ a bit here because what I'm trying hard to do, and I stress to everybody that gets my paperwork, you know, I want to hear from you comments, questions, suggestions. I want to make my stuff as easy to use as possible. Because once you grasp those first four concepts, you get to really have an aha moment here. And you say, my goodness, this is how it works. And you've been so far ahead of the prosecutors and the judges, they won't know how to deal with you. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay, but you know what? My battery is dying here, so it might die at any second. So just keep talking. Okay, I will do that. And like I said, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing and getting people up to speed as quickly as it's possible to do, and they'll get there a lot quicker than I did. That's the benefit of getting my work. I've already done it for them. They don't have to do what I've done, uh, and I've been thrilled to do it. It's what I was put here to do. But as a result, I've never had a family or anything because I realized what I do is more important, and it didn't make sense for me to have a family if they weren't number one. I have no regrets about that, and I'm the last of the line, too. But that's the way it is. We have uh, two more people with their hand up. I'm oh, to unmute. Go ahead, Vermont. You've been unmuted. Hi, Angela. Um, I just wanted Hi. to talk to Bill. Uh, I'm the mother of the woman that was in jail for 10 days. Oh, and Lynn. She, yes, this is Lynn. Um, yes. She was in jail 10 days. Her husband bailed her out. She never had a hearing. Um, she told me she went in for the hearing, and they skipped over her. Now, she did not necessarily cooperate with her. They told her that she had to be booked before she could um, get before the judge. And there's no requirement in the law for that, and she knows that. So she went into the hearing anyway, and the judge skipped her. I mean, the violations of her rights are so tremendous, it's unbelievable. Um, she, I hope, is on the call right now. But I just wanted to say that she is out. She is okay. Um, she has, has a health issue that really flared up because of her deprivation from the nutrients that she stays on to keep everything down. But it's just, it's horrendous here in Florida. I think the revying with, uh, say, the state of Maryland, what could be the worst and most corrupt? Um, several people went um, to go and file habeases for my daughter. And two or three of them, I guess, got filed. She wrote altogether six. The people in the jail would not even touch them. And yeah, they just violated her rights up one side and down the other. So something's got to give here, something's got to stop, and I think she's going to fight it through. I think she's got a fantastic case. According to my reckoning, according to their wonderful, you know, down here the judges love Florida cases. You don't want to give them case law from, from, say, California. You want to give them case law from Florida. I'll give them case law from Florida. I'll give them Trezevant versus City of Tampa. And yeah, I just got that today, when I just, I'm going to be reading it tomorrow. Download it. Yeah, well, it, it's a very good case, and I didn't know what she found it out. She's done a lot of research since she got out, and she found that that actually was to appeal, and the appeal was for the other side. They sent it back to the lower court, and they said, no, the settlement was perfectly fine. The man got 25,000 for 23 minutes of unlawful incarceration. Now, if you scope it out to today, it works out to a little over, over a million dollars a day. And she was in, in jail unlawfully for 10 days. My daughter is not a federal citizen. She does not have a number. She is not one of their, their people. If you want to call her a state citizen, I, I don't know what she'd call herself. She'd probably say she's a citizen of the Kingdom of Kenny, but that's in another another uh, future. It's not on this earth right now. So they've got a big problem, and she's very articulate, much more so than I am. So hopefully this is going to come to some very good ending here, and um, 
hopefully she can make a big three-ring circus out of it because these people are evil. When the, when the cases were taken to first the courthouse and then to the DA and then to the sheriff's office, she could, they could never locate the sheriff. They, couldn't, they left two things of paperwork for him, so you consider yourself served. Okay, and um, one lady uh, went alone the day after to try to serve it again and see the sheriff, couldn't see him. He's never available. And um, she was surrounded by four cops. One that she was talking to fine, they were having a good conversation back and forth. Then another one stuck their head out of the office and said, is everything all right? They both said yes. And then somebody else stuck their head out and said the same thing, and they both said yes. And then three of them came out to stand around her to try to intimidate her. Fortunately, she's, she doesn't intimidate. She's been a, a security guard. She's been all kinds of things. She, they can't intimidate her. They'd have to kill her to intimidate her. But there is so much that's corrupt and evil. These people are not trained properly. They must be getting all their, their training out of the Southern Poverty Law Institute, which, as anybody who knows about it knows, they don't, they don't put truth out there. Everything is twisted. So I'm interested to see where this is going to go, and I'm interested to see what's going to happen in my case. Today, I filed the file of the motion in limine in my case. They have no evidence on the record. They had no reason to stop me. I mean, the same thing with my daughter. They claimed they couldn't see her taillight. It wasn't working properly. Well, her pocketbook strap or something was hanging down over the back of her bike. This is 1.30 in the morning in an area of heavy construction with absolutely no traffic. The only people out there were bored cops. And they stopped her, and the cop realized that her, her taillight was working just fine. And instead of saying, okay, go on your way, Oh, no, he decided to harass her. You'd have to get the real story from her because I'll, I'll leave something out that would probably be, you know, a good point. But this is just plain evil, personified. These people have way too much power. They do not respect. They call everybody a sovereign citizen. Well, basically, we're all born sovereigns, but without subjects. And that's according to uh, 19, 1795, Chisholm versus Georgia, by none other than Chief Justice John Jay. And he knew what he was talking about. We are born sovereigns, just as sovereign as the King of England was, but we don't have any citizens under us. We have ourselves under us. And that's what the Articles of Confederation, I believe, express. We are responsible for ourselves. We're liable to ourselves. It's up to us to make a good sense of, of history and everything else. And what they've done is they've twisted everything, turned it upside down, and they are our employees, actually, and they volunteered to go and serve and protect and they take an oath of office, and what they're doing now is they're trying to dump all over us, and that's not right. It's just plain sick and miserable, and something's got to be done, and these people need to be held accountable for their actions. Anyway, I said enough. I just want to... Yeah, I have to. No, I, in fact, you may have noticed I sent you an email today observing that what you said was all they charged her with was obstructing and delaying an officer in the performance of duties. In effect, that's what they've done. So there's nothing to do with the original stop. There's no probable cause. There's no nothing. If you read, and I'll send it again, if I didn't send it to you, Kate, no, called I um, Atwater versus Laga Vista. Okay. Uh, yes. You'll see that that case got to the Supreme Court. The first time a case like that had ever been there where somebody got arrested for not having a seatbelt on, just like your daughter, an infraction. And yep. O'Connor said it was the best case she had seen in the 24 years she'd been on the Cape Fourth Amendment that she'd been on the court. Atwater loses five to four. But because, yep. and I read the USL Law Week before the case, and they said in there, the attorneys on both sides, both sides, stipulated to waive all common law issues. That's the attorney selling us out. 
Yes. They didn't yes. have the questions there. So they're going to attempt to use that against Nicole, and it won't work. If I'm there myself to shove it down their throats, I would do it. That's not valid law in her case. It has nothing to do with it. It looks like it, but it's distinguishable. So you're going to be in good shape there. Good shape with the bail, as I said in my email, because in effect she was denied bail. And we'll talk more about that not on a digital media. I'll explain exactly where I'm going with that. Okay. But, yeah, this whole thing is, uh, my goodness, uh, the more I hear about this, it's just a... Jeez, and given the, the fact that she was going to testify as a material witness in your case, it's yep. going to lead to look, what looks like a series of charges here. So we'll, we'll have I some work to do. I went into court the next day with a friend who picked me up, and I didn't know what to do. On the way in there, I just thought popped into my head. It was probably from God. And I decided I would ask for a continuance. So I asked for a continuance. The judge told me that because I was, I don't know, seven minutes late, I was on the ground at 5 of 9, but I wasn't in my seat at 9 o'clock. I walked with oh. two walking sticks. But anyway, he said he had already issued and signed a bench warrant. I said, but I was on the ground. They knew I was on the ground. We checked out the cameras today. We scoped them out. They knew I was there. The judge said, oh, no, I wasn't there. Oh, yes, I was. I have a witness to that. And, you know, we looked at the time. I looked at my cell phone, and she looked at hers. We both at the same time. It was 5 of, five of 9. So by the time I got in there, he was mad as a wet hen. He was trying to intimidate me, and I just said, is there any reason you can imagine why I shouldn't issue a bench warrant? I said, because I'm here. Well, he calmed down a little bit, and he went through a couple other rants and raves. And, uh, you know, I know the guy is my employee. That doesn't intimidate me. I know the guy has lied to me repeatedly. I know the guy has been practicing law from the bench. I have never had the DA, any DA. I've had two DAs, and there was a period of time of about three months where there was no DA on the case because the first one left, and the second one hadn't come on board, and the second one has never made an appearance on paper. So nobody's ever answered any of my, my questions or requests or anything properly, and the judge has always answered. I don't believe that's appropriate. I do know also that any lawyer who has a bar card, okay, and if they're a lawyer and they're in court, they've got a bar card. They have taken an oath to the Queen of England. That is treason. So I'm not real happy with the whole court setting. I think we ought to start our own courts. That's what I think. And we ought to go well, back there to are, We'll be talking about that because there are options. I haven't discussed it, but it goes back. Uh, and there may be ways to do it. And it's a little bit nuanced with this conversation. But trust me, yes. I'll get you an email about some possibilities we have in the alternative. By the way, next time a judge says something like that, is there any reason why I shouldn't issue a warrant? Yeah, Judge, there is, because you're sitting here in a territorial tribunal, and you haven't been appointed by the president. Therefore, you have no authority whatsoever. That's a hell of a good reason for you to do nothing. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, you continued my case to May 7th. So I figure I have enough time to maybe clean this up before then and, you know, throw it back in their faces. And the other Ooh. alternative I have is to, I could go and um, file a claim against them because they have so violated my rights. And they re- totally re-injured my back, which was healing very nicely up until oh. when they stopped me last night. So they have re-injured me. They've done all kinds of stuff to, to violate my rights and my, upset my family, upset all my friends. And I'm not happy with it. I really am not happy with it. And this time I'm really going to take them to task. And I still want to go back to six years ago when they stopped me. Same stupid nonsense. By the way, my daughter was on a bicycle. How do you give someone a traffic infraction on a bicycle when there's no licensing on Florida? 
Yeah, well, there's a lot of questions like that. We're going to have a quickie, by the way, before we go further. If you may have noticed today's email, I attached a copy of the Bill of Particulars, in particular for Nicole's case, but it looks like it will work in yours, too. You have to change okay. your know, name and address in the court, but you ask them all these questions about what's going on, and they are required to answer them. They can't do it. They've never done it in four decades. When they okay. don't do that, that usually ends the case. That's why I walk out of traffic courts in the first five minutes with the first case called and the first case dismissed. They will okay. not do it, but they're required to look at that bill of particulars closely. If you have questions, please ask by email. We'll yeah, go over. So I've, already, I've already read through the first one you sent me. I printed everything out. Uh, I've read the Atwater case. It's an excellent case. It's got really good stuff in it. And um, I would suggest that you give this over the callways let everybody know the Atwater case and where to look it up so that they can look it up, print it out, and read through it. It's, it's a way, you have to wade through it, okay? It's not as a What's simple the name quick. of it? Yeah, at, at order. Well, you can give it. You can give it. I don't. Yes, know at order be Lago Vista, Texas, five thirty two U S two eighteen. Anybody that wants to get a copy, send me an email. I've got it in digital. I can send it to you. You can Google it too, but I have it. I don't have it highlighted and annotated, which I do with some cases. I don't yet with this one, but it's an eye opener. Read the dissent of Sandra Day O'Connor, five to four decision. That will tell you what really went on there. That's the important part. It's excellent, absolutely excellent. Samuel Day O'Connor was a shining light on that in that case. Absolutely amazing. I, I used to agree with a lot of her stuff, but there were a couple that I disagreed with. Maybe I just didn't understand her reasoning. But this one was an absolute excellent, you know, reasoning behind the whole, you know, her, her response. But I thank you very much, Bill, and I look forward to talking with you. I don't know if you got my last email, but I responded to one of yours, and I sent you my phone number again. Oh, okay. I may have not got that one, and I'll get it tomorrow because I'll be on the no, back online yeah, tomorrow. Okay. I will pick it up. But good, thank you. Glad to talk to you, too. And hopefully all three of us to get together and do some serious damage down there in Florida. Good. I sent you my daughter's phone number. That's what I sent you. Oh, that, that one, one I did get. I did yeah. get that one. Yeah, I'll send you mine again, too. But she's the one that I think you need to talk with. Um, she's, she's got a couple of ideas in mind of what she wants to do. Um, but I, I, I would like it if she would talk with you because I think that she's got a whole lot of good ideas. But the, our, our weakness is procedure. And I think you've got Okay, to we'll do that. And the email I sent to you, send to her, forward it because I made a lot of suggestions there as to what I think the situation is. That will help and give her a place okay. to start. Okay, I thank you very much. God bless oh, you. Oh, you're quite welcome. Okay, thank and you. we'll thank you. Prayers are good. Thank you. Okay, next up is uh, West North Carolina. You've been unmuted. West oh, hello, North Carolina. Tim? There you go. Uh, he's not. There. Maybe you're muted on your phone. Oh, I hope he's there. Is this Tim from North West Carolina? West North Carolina. Uh, yeah, he just muted himself back out. Oh, Did you want to be Dan. muted or no? West North Carolina, did you want to be muted out or not? Uh, I guess he's muted out, and I don't know oh, why. Oh, damn it. That's I've why I want to talk you. to you. Maybe he's got well, a I'll mute button on his phone. I don't know. Do you have a mute no, button on your yeah. phone? Wow. Damn it. Uh, okay, well, sorry. hold him in case he gets back on. That's because it's a long story, well, but I sent him an email to listen. I'm going to be on tonight. Oh, okay. I can't disconnect him or anything, so he can stay on. I'm not going to make him leave. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's and I, I'm, I'm leaving glad him. 
I'll yeah, leave I'm him sure unmuted so that he can pipe in if he figures it out. Yeah, he may have stepped know. away from the phone, but there's one. It's a long story, but uh, we have a lot to talk about, and some of it's my bad because he sent me uh, an order while I was in Connecticut, but to my post office box, I didn't get it until two days ago, and I didn't even know. So I sent him an e- I, I called him, and I apologized, and I said, send me an email. We have a lot to talk about. This is the guy that did all the right things. And he refused to show up in a court that didn't have jurisdiction, and they've now suspended his license for it. And yet they convicted him of a willful failure to appear without any not, – not even a trial, let alone a hearing. And I want to talk to this guy. He seems like – you know, well, I'll get a hold of him one way or the other. Hopefully we can do it tonight. But if not, he knows yeah, I'll be on on the 21st. But we'll be talking on the 12th. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have another one. All right. Okay, um, another one. Go to the next one. I'm here. There, there are no more. Oh, okay. Well, we can talk a bit more because that's plus so many things I haven't seen before happening in these traffic courts. And like I say, the one of them said, you know, they're trying to find him, you know, incompetent to represent himself because he put in my paperwork. It's just the opposite. If anything, just like they found out in South Carolina, thinking I was incompetent going in, and they bring me in there for a Barfetta hearing, which is Barfetta v. California, and I left, and I said, well, the problem you have, Judge, you're charging me with practicing law without a license, but I get it right the first time. Um, and Barfetta doesn't apply because, you know, the right to counsel comes under the 14th Amendment, and the Supreme Court said the Bill of Rights doesn't apply to the states. That shut him up in 30 seconds. And yet I still sat there for five more months, and I would love to know the reason why. So, yeah, this is the kind of thing you run into with these damn traffic courts. They just do things you can't imagine, and it's because they think they have unlimited power to do this because nobody hauls them up short and says, wait just a damn minute here. You're acting not in excess of jurisdiction but without any of it. And now you don't have any immunity to invoke against me, maybe even in the context of a civil rights case, which isn't what I do. But now you can't do that. You've got no affirmative defenses. This is where we're going to get them to the negotiating table and say pay up. Uh, you know, And that will have to do for now. But there are some people I would love to get. There's two of them in South Carolina I would love to see go to jail for a long time. Whether that's going to happen, I don't know. But the prosecutor and the guy that did the investigative report – Five pages committed 27 perjuries in five pages. I think I may have sent you a copy of that earlier on. If I didn't, I'll be happy to send it again. Oh, my God. I I, I did not see that for 90 days after I got arrested before I saw that report and the arrest warrant. And that's how these people work and think they can get away with it. I think West North Carolina is working now. Is that working? Hello. Yes, we can. It was a fight to get through this thing. I got too far. You know the... Oh, I had a little struggle, too. <laughs> okay, is this yeah, Tim and Leicester? Connected. Oh, gosh. Go okay, ahead. Are you Tim? Yes, this is him. Oh, Sorry, boy, I'm glad to talk to you. Yeah, I called you right back, and I couldn't get through that night either. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, we have now, thank goodness. So... Boy, am I glad to talk to you. I apologize about a considerable delay. It happened because I was in Connecticut and coming back here, and my friend got my items from the post office box. I didn't see him until two days ago, and I see this letter, and I said, what the heck is this? So now I know, and I apologize about that. And by the way, I still got the PMO. I've not cashed it until I talk to you to see if we're on the same page. Uh, But they certainly can't do what they did. They convicted you of a willful failure to appear and you're quite right in a court that doesn't have jurisdiction. You're right about that part. 
But yeah. the way I do things is I set them up with paperwork first, and we do appear. Now, I have a bill of particulars that you'll see and a motion to dismiss, a notice of denial of counsel. It's, it's the fireworks, all of them, and they won't answer any of them, but they've sworn that they will do that. When they took the job, the prosecutor, the judge, swore an oath to preserve, protect, and defend this Constitution. That's and they're not doing it. it. And that's where we're going to get them, Tim, offensively. I'm just starting now on doing offensive actions. Up until now, defensively, I'm 23-0. and 0, But I have enough pieces of the puzzle together here uh, that we may have a very fine offensive action. You get these documents filed, get the record set. And now what are they going to do? Because they, if, you, if you listen to the call earlier, you heard me say about what John Marshall said. When you exercise jurisdiction you don't have or you refuse to exercise it when you do, that's treason. Yes. That's the leverage you're going to have against them. They've committed treason maybe twice. And I'm the only harm party ever happens. I mean, it's that's the only terrible I get in is when I get in my car and drive down the road. I never, they've never got me on nothing else, and I'm the harm party all the time. Yeah, well, the whole thing about that is you find out with my paperwork that you're not a quote-unquote person required to have a license. You can't be required to have insurance. That's admiralty jurisdiction, which a state court can't exercise, and registration isn't required either. You don't have a vehicle. You're traveling in a conveyance that's exercising your right to travel. When you understand the words and definitions and you apply them properly, that's where you get ahead of the basket. Oh, I'm so glad you called. If you want, I'll have have the document packet out to you probably early afternoon your time tomorrow. Okay, I appreciate that. I will get you everything and with instructions and everything. And along with it, uh, Tim, feel free because we go back and forth on email. I I do as much as I can personal assistance with email because I know you're going to have questions. I do things a little differently, and I try to make it as easy as possible. Once you grasp the four basics, you'll read it in the paperwork, and you say, what in the world is going on here? You know, and you get it, and they don't get it, and now you have them at a big advantage because – and that's why they never even go to trial with me. They just dismiss charges because they don't know as much as I know, and they don't know – that I can't go to the Supreme Court in Washington, my former hometown, and beat them. And if I do it on the record, that's treason as well. That's the kind of leverage we have. We just have to use it properly, set the record, and we can really put them in for a hard time. So, yes, I would love to do that. I'm so glad you called. Um, so we could actually have a chance to talk back and forth a little bit here. And we'll talk about phone stuff later. I don't, as I was telling Angela, I would love to do a lot of phone, but I don't have 48-hour days. But email, I get back to you within the next day or so, with the possible exception of Sunday. It may go over from a Saturday to a Monday. But I take care of business. That's what I do. I just don't leave you there hanging. But do you have any questions now? We can talk. Yeah, I've emailed again in the past, and apparently it wasn't getting through either because my friend Barrett emailed you as well. He's a couple counties over from me. He got through, but I might have never seemed to get through, or I didn't get him wow. coming yeah, back. Yeah, I checked, by the way, carefully, Tim, and I might have deleted one or two, and the computer I've been using in Connecticut, the laptop, has been doing a lot of crazy things, and it might be at fault. But I checked that very carefully today, planning for talking to you tonight. And I went back as far as uh, the first of the year, and I didn't see any. But that's, you know, I could have deleted I've emailed too, so. you after the last call. You, uh, Angela's here, um, and Barrett emailed you, too. We're both in Western North Carolina. Of course, you wouldn't know that on email. But mine's no mail for Tim. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I will check again, but it must be because I'm, I'm, I work very hard, especially with emails, to be sure this doesn't happen. And wouldn't you know, in concert with me being in Connecticut and returning here, yeah. that was a five-day bus trip, by the way. You'll hear more about that on April the twelfth. Um, but that well, was a trip. And then, anyway, go ahead. If you have questions, please ask. No, I was just saying. Lynn told me you were out there in Connecticut and were coming back. So I was definitely glad to hear that. Yeah, well, me too. I enjoyed being there, but at the same time, and I'm from, by the way, actually Maryland, West Virginia. They're kind of my home state. I spent a lot of time down in Southwest Virginia, not too far from where you are in Asheville, actually, in okay. Wythe County, in Wythville, Virginia. I spent a lot of time growing up oh, there. Oh, yeah, first summer. Great place. Yeah, I loved it. And right in the shadow of Jeffersonian Republicanism, and the people back there lived that way at the time. It was more like the 18th century than the, the 19th century than the 20th century. So I picked up a lot of stuff early on. But like you, they didn't teach me in schools either. Exactly. I didn't know. I was so damn stupid when I was 19. I volunteered to go into the Marine Corps at the height of the Tet Offensive in Vietnam. That well, must have been with you, brother. <laughs> Well, my mother, my dear beloved mother, put a curse on the Marine Corps and said that they're not going to get me. And she took me over to drop me off at uh, Baltimore at um, Fort Halliburton to go down to Paris Island. And I was home so quick that the call to, to her to come get me was so fast she hadn't gotten home from taking me there yet. Because it, it took one look at me, and because I'm very nearsighted, and the sergeant went up and said, if you lost your glasses, how would you know who to shoot? <laughs> I said, that's a yeah. good question. So I have the shortest tour of duty in the history of the Marine Corps, three hours. But nowadays, if I'm in that situation, I know enough to challenge the fact that we're in that war to start with. We have no business being there, and constitutionally, I believe I can beat it now. For a variety of reasons, we'll hear more about on April the 12th on that broadcast, but it's astounding when you think about how simple it is. But not if they don't teach you anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't They didn't there. They didn't with me. Uh, it, wow. But I learned. Like I said, I put in my time in the law library and other places, and I love doing it. It's not work for me. It's what I'm supposed to. Now I'm, I laugh at I think that I'm 70 years old. I work harder now than I ever did when I wasn't retired. That's awesome right there. <laughs> so, I'm glad so, you yeah, have man. the strength and the gumption to get it done. Well, it's just what I was put here to do, and what I want to do is help you to succeed so that the program succeeds and all of us get ahead here. And your case already looks like it has some really good prospects here for doing this, and you won't believe. I mean, you say, well, you know, how much are you going to get out of this? Well, I never had any dollar signs in South Carolina, which is ongoing, by the way, but it's going to be probably eight figures to the left of the decimal point there. But what they did to you violates all six articles of the Constitution. I will send you a template along with the uh, other documents, and you'll see what I'm doing in my case. And I lay it all out in the first four pages. Did I tell you that I asked the cop when he wrote me a ticket if he was going to violate the Fourth Amendment, and he plainly said no, and he plainly walked back with a ticket? Oh, gosh, Tim, I hate to tell you, but the Fourth Amendment, as far as I'm personally concerned, has been dead for 90 years since the okay. decision of the court in uh, Carroll versus United States, 267 U.S. 232, I believe. That was during Prohibition time. And by the way, the Fourth Amendment, I don't make the issues because the Supreme Court has said the Bill of Rights doesn't apply to the states. So if they're applying them in North Carolina, what kind of a political entity are you in? Yeah, By the way, I exactly. don't have that piece. That I don't have that document you sent me. The title of the case is it the state of North Carolina versus you, or is it the people of the state? 
Yeah, it should be North Carolina versus me. It's not okay. Now the problem can, with that is, I can yeah, take. All right, well, I think right now the problem is there's two problems they have here. One, if they say the state of North Carolina versus you. Now, the problem with that is Article 3, Section 2 says that in all cases in which a state shall be a party, the Supreme Court shall have original jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. How is that? If it's the people of the state of North Carolina, and this is what I had when I was in neighboring South Carolina for a five-month vacation. It was the people of South Carolina versus me, and yet nowhere in the current South Carolina Constitution, nor California here for that matter, are the people of the state defined. And how would you have called them a harm anyway? Yeah, so who is the plaintiff here? Who's the injured party if there is one? Mm-hmm. And what authority are you representing the people of the state of North Carolina or California, as the case may be, when there are none to represent? These are the kind of questions that stopped in court. Forget about the Bill of Rights. Forget about Miranda. None of that matters. You start asking these questions, and now they get queasy, and they damn well should, because you're saying, in effect, you have no jurisdiction here. What are you doing? We're not mm-hmm. saying it in so many words, but that's the message reading between the lines. This is how you attack the bastards. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so glad you called. I've been worried about that since I got back. I said, my goodness, how did this happen? <laughs> well, I appreciate oh. the concern. Is no, this... no, I am because I don't screw up like that. It's just one of those combinations of circumstances that occurred, and my friend got the mail for me while I was away, and I didn't see him for about a week after I got back. And I, I saw this, and I said, my gosh, I didn't know this was coming in. So I'm glad, Tim, to meet you and talk to you and look for documents. You're going to get them in the email I've got. Do I, oh, do I have your email? I don't. Yeah, like I say, it's no mail for Tim. You'll, you'll, I'll, I'll wait to get the package, and then I'll email you if that's okay. Okay, I can actually send you a hard copy by USPS if you want. You yeah. Know, I can um, do that. The, um, the... Ninety dollars? Does it get your exhaustive course, or how does that work? Oh, that well. Uh, what you're going to get here is the trial court packet, and at the moment, that's all you need. I have an appellate packet if you get into appeals and writs of habeas corpus, and I have jury instructions, which I've never had. Five hundred and seventy-five. I've never had to use them. They got sent to Columbia, South Carolina, in digital form. I would love to have been a fly on the wall when they opened this email. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've never had to use them. So uh, if I get to a point where it's necessary and some dumbass is stupid enough to go to a trial, you know, that's something we'll look into later. But I don't think that's ever going to happen because all of my cases, you know, with one exception right now, they just drop the charges and get rid of it and, and get you the hell out of court and try to save their own skin. That's you know, what that's, I'm ready to do. I'm just ready to come after them for that warrant. And in the meantime, if they should pick me up before I get the packet, what should I do, say or do? Oh, well, you can challenge the wow. um, You know, you can ask, you know, what their authority is for doing it. And you can tell them that you have documents on the way to file. You've got a okay. bill of particulars, a motion to dismiss, a denial of counsel, which is a big deal. That's the only right they think you have. Is the right okay. to counsel, and you don't have it because that's 14th Amendment. And not only that, effective assistance of counsel. And I'm not sure I mentioned this on the last program. I got a case called Burdine versus Johnson, case number 99-21034, United States <clears throat> Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, October 27, 2000. In this case, I hand to God, 
The Fifth Circuit Court said that defense counsel sleeping through large parts of a capital case in which the death penalty was imposed was not ineffective assistance to counsel. Mm. What the hell good is this right? If that's all, I mean, you know, in fact, the joke I heard about that later was, I guess the test now for effective attention to counsel is you put a mirror in front of the attorney and be sure he's breathing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how much is this right worth, even if it were available? And you have the Supreme Court saying, hand to God, uh, this comes from a case called, uh, well, I'll get the misdemeanor citation first. It said, let each judge know at the start of a misdemeanor trial, let alone felony, that no jail time can be imposed. The local law permits it if the accused was not represented at trial. So, okay. therefore. Now, the obvious thing is, well, if you make a voluntary, knowing, and intelligent waiver, that's one thing, but it's impossible for us to do that with the right, quote-unquote, that my documents prove we don't have. Oh, my goodness. And this is the Supreme Court saying it. I believe them. I do. They actually said that, and I'm going to hold them to it, and they can't time you because they can't define dollar. That's the same issue I'm going to have with more bankers. If you can't define it… And if I didn't send it, Angela, I'll get you a copy, and I'll send you a copy too, Tim, of a document from the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston, a letter where they admit that the dollar is undefined in American law. Okay. How in the world, if they can't what? define it, yes. I thought it was a hundred and so many grains of silver. It's a weight of measurement. It's yeah, but, but the Federal Reserve Bank Boston says it's undefined. Now, you're right. If you go back to the Corning Act of 1792, and that's what's so great in California because out here we have Government Code 6850 that defines the dollar as the dollar cent and mill, and it's taken directly from Section 3272 of the Political Code of 1852. Now, at that time, the definition of dollar was clearly governed by the Corning Act of 1792, and it still is. And, of course, Article 1, Section 10 that says no state shall make anything but gold or silver a tender payment of debt. I mean, well, so they can't, they can't find their dollar. Maybe. Yeah, well, you know, this is – I mean, what are they going to do? They can't their find dollar, you. They can't so. put you in jail. Um, <laughs> you know, this effectively takes the laws off the books. They're unenforceable anyway. But if they can't enforce them in their own courts for crying out loud, this is how good this stuff is. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Uh, oh, by the way, the earlier case uh-huh. I said about the no jail time without an attorney, that's Argersinger, A-R-G-E-R-S-I-N-G-E-R, V. Hamlin, 407 U.S. 25, page 40. You can look it up. It's there. If you send me an email, I'll send you a copy of the case. This one I think I have annotated, actually. But they really did say that, and I'm going to hold them to it. Um, and even in an infraction case, by the way, and like what you're looking at here, Tim, yeah, you had an infraction, but by failing to appear, now they're charging you with a crime and a misdemeanor. Yeah, which means you, you would have really had a warrant. Yeah, well, the whole thing, you know, by doing what they've done and suspending your license, you're now threatened with being charged with driving on a suspended license. That's a misdemeanor, at least, where yeah, you would have a right to counsel. Yeah, and that bench warrants out on me too, so they got me double. They got me over the barrel right now. I'm really stuck. I got to get something done, so I'm get back to making. Okay, now money. that we will talk more later, back and forth with you. We may actually file the writ of habeas corpus and/or a motion to quash the warrants, but we're going to yeah. do it in the concurrent jurisdiction of a federal circuit court. 
And they're going to be mad as wet hens when they see that, which they shouldn't be in any state south of the Mason-Dixon line at the very least. That's yeah. a long story for another day, but trust me, that should go over. I mean, you know, when I was growing up in Whistler, Virginia, I think that would have worked beautifully back in the 50s. Now, we're in a different era. I get that. But yeah. the issues are the same. They don't have jurisdiction. Absolutely. So, yeah, we have a lot of work to do in your case, but they're going to have much more than they can handle by the time you get through with them. That's the good news. And then not only that, now you'll be much more prepared for the next time it happens and the next time. And just like me, you may get to the point they won't even file charges against me in California. I cannot get into jail here. That's it took what the idiots I in South Carolina to do that. I want to beat them jokers so bad that when they run my license number in any state, it says do not detain. Yeah. Yeah, well, eventually, you know, they're going to... Yeah, they'll be get the messages, and we'll get to them. But, geez, I'm just so very glad you called. We'll, we'll have a lot to go over in the next couple of days, trust me. Uh, and look for documents to be coming tomorrow, and we'll go. Oh, by the way, where did you say? Uh, I can mail them to you, but if you have an email, I can send them to you. That'll be a lot faster. Yeah, um, I will make sure I got your email right and try to email you again. Mine is no oh, mail yeah. for Tim. And, yeah, I got, okay. and the one I emailed you at before was CCAS. P-A-R-I at live. Okay, now it's C-C-A-S-P-A-R-I at L-I-V-E dot com. Yeah, that's yeah, where I'm at. Yeah, go ahead and email me. That should come right through. Go ahead and email me, and I'll fire back an email with the whole packet and some other documents you're going to really love, and we well, will if, go from there. If this email doesn't go through again, did I put my email in that original well, you got my number there if it doesn't go through. or if Yes, I do have that. What's Lynn, a good time to got my email as well. The one yeah, what's a good time to, to call you, by the way? If I do have to call you, what's a good time to do that? Tomorrow i got to work at 11, and I'll probably be back hopefully by 3 if they don't catch me. <laughs> okay, so that's mid to late afternoon here. Okay, but we'll work things out. We'll get caught up one way or the other, trust me. And you're going to love what it is you see. You're absolutely going to, you know, and get back to me. Let me know if it's clear, if it's cogent, which it should be. If you have questions, you know, I want to help make this work so, you know, we all get ahead here. So I'm very glad to have had a chance to talk to you on this show. I'll be back again, as you know, on April 12th. And if you know your history, which in the South you should, you're going to know what my opening salvo will be on April the 12th. I'm going to hold it up till then, but anybody in the South should be well aware that's exactly where I'm going. That sounds that. great. The South needs some justice. Oh, good. Okay. Thanks, John. I'm glad to talk to you. All right. Yes, and we're going to move on. We have... Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, good, Ashley. Uh, I'm so glad to talk to him. Okay, oh, next. Good. Next is Greg Ward. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. Hey, Bill. Hey, Angela. Hi. Hi. Hey, I'm, this is actually not a question for me. Um, I was reading through the chats, and I saw Donaldson was, uh, for the last 20 minutes or so, trying to ask a question. So I just figured I'd just ask it for him. I think he asked if one of us could oh. do it. Um, his question was, um, can a bill of particulars be used in a criminal proceeding? And then his second follow-up question was, are there actually any criminal cases anyway, really? Well, to answer the first one, uh, the second one first, uh, no, they're not because you're not talking about, I mean, in the States, and I have information that says um, that the federal courts these days 
are not Article Three judicial courts. It comes under the amended uh, Federal Rules of Civil Procedure, and the circuit courts aren't either. And the interesting part, by the way, for me with the recent confirmation of Neil Gorsuch, who I think is going to turn out to be a good thing, is how upset that he was and some other judges on the Tenth Circuit when the ICE and immigration and, 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 and whatever you know handles that kind of thing, revert, in effect reversed final decisions of the Tenth Circuit on immigration laws. Now, you can't do that. The Supreme Court said that 210 years ago. I got a case called Haber. When they got a case where President Washington had asked them to rule on the benefits for the uh, soldiers that fought in the American Revolution, but the court said very respectfully, we can't do it because whatever we do can be altered or amended by the Secretary of the Treasury. That's not a judicial function. And I think Gorsuch knows that as well as I do. So if they were reversing these things, immigration and customs, whatever, then they were not reversing a judicial court. That's a federal legislative territorial tribunal. There's no separation of powers problems there. So no, there are no criminal cases uh, pursuant to which you would have the right to a common law trial by jury at the course of the, uh, with the course of the common law. And by the way, that's guaranteed in Article 2 of the Northwest Ordinance of 1789 to inhabitants of territories. Yet state citizens don't even have a right to trial by jury. And the Supreme Court decided that, by the way, nine nothing. Uh, and they said, you know, absolutely no right to a trial by jury. I'll get to the Blanton being the bad is the case. 489 U.S. 538. And they ruled no right to trial by jury and at least a criminal misdemeanor case. How in the world can all of this be happening? Now, to return to the bill of particulars, uh, yes, indeed, that's a terrific tool. There isn't a lot of case law on it, but one there is, it's called United States v. Smith, and I'll get the citation for you. I think it's 776 Federal 2nd, 1104. And this is one where you put in, and you have to know going in, you know, what the jurisdiction is, what the elements of the crime are, who the injured party is. And I put these in for four decades. I've never even had one acknowledged, let alone answered. Now, if they're not going to do that, yeah, okay, okay. If they're not going to do that, um, then you can't put a defense on. And that's where the case I mentioned earlier, Windsor v. McBay, ninety-three U.S. two seventy-four comes in. And if anybody wants to send me an email, I'll send you a copy of this one, which is highlighted and annotated. It's astounding. And also the court says that the DA and the prosecutors are required to give me this information. The case is Henry Winship, W-I-N-S-H-I-P, 397, U.S. 358. And they start to stop doing that. Now I think that's what either a motion to dismiss or a writ of habeas corpus to set aside the charges is going to come into play here. A non-statutory federal writ, not the statutory 28 U.S.C. 2254 which you find out the Supreme Court has ruled, are you ready for this? Not actual innocence is not grounds for the issuance of that writ. Actual innocence, crying out loud. So we go back to Section 14 of the Judiciary Act of 1789, one statute at large, 73. And we don't need it because Article 1, Section 9, uh, Clause 2 says the writ can't be suspended except in times of rebellion or invasion. That's quite a different animal than a state of quote-unquote emergency of which we've been living under for at least the past 85 years. 
And by the way, on that subject to the listeners, uh, send me an email. I'll send you a copy of a document called Essays on Emergency Powers, uh, document number 93-549 from the Congress of, of 1973. They were complaining about 40 years of this crap going on. And what they say in there identifies exactly the problem we have with the president abusing executive powers he doesn't have. And here we are 45 years later. Not only it hasn't improved, it's gotten worse. And my opening remarks about Trump using the executive orders, which he should know better, you know, with DACA and which, with uh, import laws, that, that tells you they're still doing the same damn business here. It has to stop. By the way, the only time I know that this power has been questioned, uh, the case goes back to 1953, Youngstown Steel v. Sawyer, 343 U.S. 579, and the court actually ruled against President Truman, who attempted to take over the steel mills. And I wish we had more cases on this subject, but regretfully we don't. By the time I get through, I hope there's going to be a lot more, because that's the type of issues that I'm raising and teaching you people how to raise out there and get answers to, and they don't have answers. So that's the end of the line. If they're not going to answer the questions and identify the jurisdiction, tell the elements of the crime, why the hell bother to have a trial at all? Just convict you. Directed verdict of guilt. And I said that, by the way, in a recent letter to a, a caller that I hadn't called in t- tonight, what I call Frostbite Falls, Minnesota. If you're old enough, you get the joke that goes back to Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, you know, where I challenged them, and I said, what they're doing to my friend here is, in effect, a directed verdict of guilt. You're not giving any information. You're not letting you know how to defend. And I said in a letter, I think maybe you should be sending the letter to Commissar Badenoff in Frostbite Falls because he'll be much more familiar with Stalinist show trials than you are. So I haven't heard back from that. But I did send that letter. I mean, they do this over and over because they think they can't be stopped. I'm here to tell you otherwise. And I'm hoping before the end of the year, I'm going to have a lot of proof behind that statement. We will see. Uh, that said, uh, have I answered your questions? Um, well, it was, it was Donaldson's question, so uh, I'm, I'm going to have to guess that yes, you did. It sounded, it sounded right on point, uh, Bill. Yeah, well, pass those on. Of course, you can download these programs. You can listen to them yourself and, and pick up every point here. But, yeah, that, that Bill Pickens is probably the most important tool we have. And if they're not going to tell you anything and how to defend yourself, and without you having any right to an attorney, which I can clearly establish we don't have, you know, how in the world are you supposed to go into their courts, quote-unquote courts, and have any hope? That's why you get a 98-plus percent tra- conviction in the traffic courts, and it's probably closer to 995 because probably a percent of that the remainder uh, comes when cops don't show up for the trial and they dismiss in the interest of justice. I mean, my goodness, this is, I mean, wow. I, sorry, I get going on and on at times, but it's hard to know where the idiots are going to stop. It really is. But in any case, thanks for calling in with the questions. I appreciate that. And remind you, I'm going to be on again April 12th, and I may have a lot more information at that time on the mortgage case, which is still in its infancy, and the offensive actions I'm taking, which I'm awaiting to hear back from at any moment on several different fronts. So once we start to do that... Okay, uh, that said, uh, anybody else have questions? Yeah, we have one more. Um, oh, although, good. I don't know, Mike, is are you going to do you have a question or do you just want to announce your call? You can go ahead and do it oh, either hi. way. Oh, hi. I thought, oh, I thought hello. Uh, 
I'm sorry. I thought uh, Colorado was next. I, I don't know if that was Margaret or not. <clears throat> no, had nobody else with her. Yeah, she was on earlier. We don't have anybody with okay. their hand up. Okay. Okay. Cause, yeah, because it's all right. Anyway, no, 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 no. I'm. Uh, I I just uh, said uh, the good call today. So uh, I hope everything is uh, doing good. Um, hope you don't have that problem again. Yeah, I was trying to get in the call earlier and uh, not the call, but uh, on the on the on the talk okay. suits uh, on your page and then kept reloading oh, and reloading God. and reloading. I know that's what happened to like me a flash. too. I kept it's like flash. Everybody on and off, started. Yeah. Yeah, trying to call <laughs> like in, and that happened. Like you're an call. advertisement or something, you know, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. That's, oh. I don't know why uh, that well, happened, but did, did you there, have so a question or anything? Or, Mike, did you want to say you're going to have your call or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll have my call afterwards. Uh, everybody's invited. Uh, you, you two, sir, can come on, and uh, Rocco and uh, Mighty Mo, if you wish, you know. We can take it off from uh, last couple of weeks ago. We were having a nice uh, conversation about stuff like that. And uh, uh, aside Give from that, uh, what's the number? Call number. One four two three zero six. Okay, I'm writing that down. Zero six. Yeah, he's going to have a call right after our call. So. Oh, oh got it. Okay. Yeah, I got that number written down for reference purposes, so I do have that. One, four, two, three, oh, zero, wow. All right, Mike, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you, too. Appreciate I'm sorry. Hi. So, by the way, another thing, was if we don't have cars, another current had been here, and I'm just sitting here waiting, and I'm from Washington, D.C., that's where I grew up. I'm waiting for the announcement of the closure and maybe the tearing down of the Jefferson Memorial. Really? I mean, the way things have been going here, you know, since the events in Charlottesville of last year with that idiot Richard Spencer from the National Policy Institute, and there's somebody, by the way, who I believe, I mean, that institute's about 20 minutes away from Langley and the CIA, you figure it out. But I read one of the speeches he gave at Texas A&M University. Guy's an idiot. Hasn't got a clue. Who is that again? Who? Richard Spencer from the National Policy Institute. Richards. Yeah, he's the one that caused all the trouble in Charlottesville when he went there and had the white supremacists speak and this, that, and the other, and everybody objected to it, and there was police presence and this, that, and the other, and now they've covered up there the statues of Thomas Jonathan Stonewall Jackson, and now I think Robert E. Lee in New Orleans. And this is basically because... You know what? Wait one second. I want you to continue what you're saying, but my phone is beeping, so it's going to die any second. So if that's the case... You know, everybody have a great night, and uh, we'll see you next Thursday. But you could go ahead and continue talking, okay? Okay, and so I'll do that, and I will see you on April the 12th. Hopefully we'll get right on at 6 o'clock this time, but that's okay. Very good. Well, thanks for having me. And like I said, I was following up with what they're doing, you know, with covering up all these, you know, relics of the past and antiques of racism, this, that, and the other. Well, the Jefferson Memorial has to go, doesn't it? I mean, he was right there, was a slaveholder, was a racist. I mean, what's to keep him from tearing that down? But the New York bankers know that's the real issue. And it's the main reason I plead, quote-unquote, white supremacy issues, and I don't make any apology for it. Because we're the ones that created this government. We're the ones that have creator-endowed inalienable rights. If we don't have them, you don't have them, whoever you are. That's how simple that is. And that's the right issue, and they know it on Wall Street. Trust me, they do. Uh, and you get agents like this. I think this Spencer guy is one of them. 
you know, that goes out and, and just does crazy things and makes people look as bad as possible that, you know, raise these kind of issues. But like I say, he doesn't have a clue. You start talking about the real history of the United States. If you've researched it like I have, you know what it is. And you know that that Dred Scott decision was properly decided. That's not an infamous case. And yes, Roger Brooktani, my favorite justice, said in that case, the black man has no rights. The white man is bound to respect. He said that. But you read the context. He was talking about the 1770s prior to the Declaration of Independence. And the other thing about that case is that some of the justices made some comments that were called dicta. They didn't make any rulings, but they were anticipating questions coming from Southern petitioners on the limits on Congress in territories. And yes, there are limits on Congress powers in territories, particularly ones that are destined to become states. Yeah. Insular territories like Cuba, the Philippines, this, that, and the other, the Mariana Islands. You know, that's a different subject matter. And by the way, now it's gotten to the point they have a big business in the Mariana Islands. There were Chinese women that happened to have been out $20,000 laying around and vacation there and give birth to an American citizen whose citizenship, as far as the federal government is concerned, is exactly like yours and mine. Think about that one for a minute. And it's happening in L.A. too. I understand it's a big business down there, and the government's starting to crack down on it. But my guys are born in the Mariana Islands, and you have the same citizenship as we do. What does that tell you about this system? Well, in fact, I'm going to answer my own question. It tells you under 8 U.S.C. 1324, A, that the government thinks that all of us state citizens are now undocumented enemy aliens. And this is true in large part because the war between the states and Congress when they started out in 1861 said it was not a war of conquest. It wasn't. It was a rebellion. But when the war ends, the 38th Congress comes along and says, yes, it was a war. And therefore, you know, we had the right to break up the southern states into military districts for the purposes of the Reconstruction Act. But my goodness, this can't be right. By the way, even then, uh, Thaddeus Stevens, uh, who was the head of the radical Republicans in the House of Representatives, admitted on the record West Virginia was admitted under the War Powers Act of Congress. He was right, and every state since, and including Nebraska, by the way, in 1861, all the rest of those states were admitted under that war power, not into this union. This is the problem. So we have all this nonsense going on. And we have none of the states, even the states that were admitted into territories were transformed by the 14th Amendment. It just didn't bother to tell anybody. So that's where all this national power is coming in because they don't recognize us. They don't recognize our states. And that's what it is I want to get back more than anything. That will solve more problems you know, than anything you can think of. And I'm going to, while I have a minute here, challenge the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, that come oh, after me man. and prove me wrong if you can. They're terrible. I hate those people. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. It, it, <clears throat> you know, and, you're, and what you're doing is really doubly bad because those of you who know better and know what I'm talking about are putting yourself in places of power on the backs of your own people. I don't they know have over two hundred twenty million dollars in their account. Well, supposedly you know, all I, donations. Yeah, supposedly. Well, you trace the money trail and see where it goes. Sure. And you do the same thing with national policy institute and Richard Spencer and see where that money trail goes. Same thing. 
So, yeah, anybody like that, and next time on April 12th, I'll be prepared to take any of you people on with opposing views. Uh, you know, the dilettantes and demagogues need not apply. If you have any serious objections to what I'm saying, you know, I'm willing to discuss it and take my chances here because I, my record tells me, you know, I'm right across the board. I mean, I've never been beaten on the merits, not even addressed on the merits. And what that tells me. And the results I'm getting, and hopefully I'm now going to get them offensively for the same reason: lack of jurisdiction. If we establish that, the ball game is over. Now they're all going to be liable, and we're going to get it back. It may not come overnight, but we're going to get it back. So you know that's the whole point of what it is I do, and why I've devoted my life to it, and I'm pleased to have done it. I have no regrets for that whatsoever. Just looking at my notes here to see if I have. Oh, another thing I might cover here briefly, and I may do more of this in, on April 12th, but this Me Too movement. Um, I have some real problems with that. You know, you know, Rose McGowan, Minnie Driver, Melissa Milano at all, because you're waiting 20 and 30 years to make claims that your rights were violated. Well, if they were, there would be civil actions available at the time and criminal actions available <clears throat> at the time. And we have things known as statutes of limitations for just that reason. Now, were you to make such claims, if they could get into court at all, I would take the view <clears throat> that you're going to have to carry a burden of proof of, of beyond a reasonable doubt after this amount of time and with witnesses dying off and with records not existing. I mean, even to make a case, that's going to be very difficult. <clears throat> but the bottom line here doesn't recognize, for me, the real problem is how insular that industry is, just like the legal industry is and others and that you have to have a license to be able to do business in it rather than being able to invoke you know, your right to your time and your labor to do what it is you want. And that way you get a lot more people in the entertainment industry, many of whom you know, wouldn't abuse positions of power like this in order to make good movies. I think that's a much better fix in the long run than anything you can say. And I'll observe here, by the way, that the recent Academy Awards, which I didn't watch yet again, was the lowest rated in history, which should tell Hollywood they have some real problems, not only with the crap they're making, you know, but with the people's reaction to it. And you would think sooner or later the message would start to sink in. Now, I'm not saying, by the way, here, go back to Ward and Gene Cleaver, no. But there's so much nonsense out there. I mean, there's been so few good movies of late. Every time you get one, it's a joy, you know, like National Treasure or Pride and Prejudice. You know, movies like that, uh, Phantom of the Opera, they happen. But they're so rare these days, and you, you just really appreciate them when they come out. So I don't want to get too much off on that tangent, but, um, you know, this whole movement, I think there's a lot of issues with it that need to be addressed. And I hope it just isn't a get-rich-quick scam for these actresses doing this or a quick way to get some publicity to try to revive their careers. That's another possible motivation I personally see. I don't know. I'm a long way from having answers there like I do in my areas of expertise. But it does strike me as odd. So, you know, um, that's someone's it. Asking, someone's asking a question. I don't mean to break in oh, but please, before please, I forget. Please. He wants to know. Um, he's asking for your uh, your email for requesting info again. Oh, yes. I, I should have been given that before. Yeah, that email is D-C-A-S-P-A-R-I at com. I have document packets available, the trial court packet and the pellet packet. 
the jewelry ones, as I mentioned earlier, I've never had to use. It's just a need for it. I'll price it later. But if you buy both of them, then, as I said, I'll get you a double your money back refund if you can prove me wrong in 60 days on my any of my four major issues that I advocate, and I do it without opposition. Double your money back. Uh, so, yes, indeed, please contact me if you have questions, comments, suggestions. I'd love to hear from all the listeners about that. You know, the better to get out there and make the product better and get us all ahead and do it quicker. That's even better yet. That's, again, the whole point of what it is I'm doing here. What was that email address again? It's CC, California, California, A-S-P-A-R-I, at the little A thing, L-I-V-E dot com. And I get back to emails usually the next day, if not sometimes sooner than that. But I get back to them right away. I, I don't hardly miss a thing with emails, despite the fact what happened with poor Tim earlier on that phone call. That was really weird. But normally I'm excellent with those. I get right back to you. I take care of business. So, you know, trust me on that one. And, and like I, I said, posted it in the chat also. So if anybody wants to oh, come good. back and check the transcripts. Yeah. But I, I also will have, I think before. there's a, um, I'm going to make a page with some of your stuff, and I'll have links to that when we're done. Yeah, we have oh, to discuss that later, and so that would be good. I'm going to have some FAQ things on there so that people can take a look, situations that have come up. I mean, my God, it's, it's amazing how unlimited the government – I mean, what they do is amazing. Like this poor girl has been, been in Florida in jail for 14 days and an infraction. And you get, you know, a mandatory evaluation for your psychiatric, you know, whatever, when you put in paperwork that you want to defend yourself. I mean, these are the kind of things I can do FAQ and give people a general outline of what the heck is going on there. So that part would be very useful, and we'll be working with that, I'm sure. Uh, You don't have a website yet, do you? No, uh, that's in the works. Uh, When I get both computers back up and running, uh, And hopefully I'll get one later tonight. And the other one, the first part of the week, I've got to get it down and get a new fan. I think the fan burned out and it's overheating, so it won't turn on our oh, computers. <laughs> I'd like to have a cause of action there against Bill Gates, but that's a story yeah, really. for another day. <laughs> leave well enough so, alone. See. They have to keep improving, which makes it worse. Wow. Yeah, you can still hear me? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, the good news the, is that I can. The light is red, and it's, I, I keep hearing this bong, bong, bong. Like, <laughs> I don't know how much longer I'm going to last, but uh, we've gone over two, two hours, 20 minutes. Technically, really? But no, I think it doesn't we, seem like that. Yeah, I, but I think uh, you were on maybe just a little over an hour and a half. I'm not. Well, oh, okay, I think we yeah. went for like. I had the recorder set. We were on for like 30 minutes before you came on. Yeah, so, that sounds about uh, right. That's another one of those wacky yeah. things. I hope we will get yeah. take care of that by April the 12th. We'll figure it out one way or the other. But, right. And, um, the, and then what I'll do is I'll take this audio and I'll upload it over to my regular, my private audio call. So it'll be there. Good. That'll oh. be a big help to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, other people will <laughs> Oh, what was that? Well, <laughs> you know, it's probably Donaldson. It's unfortunate that we have you know, <laughs> idiots like that, you know, but uh, what are you going to do? All right, so, Bill, did I, did yeah, I mute you? Okay, did I mute you out? No, I don't think so. Not me, anyway. Oh. Okay, good. Yeah, um, see, Donaldson comes in with the same name as yours. It says California. So, oh. you know, when he does that, 
That's why I don't normally answer questions for Donaldson. Um, but somebody else hmm. asked a question for him. He was a, he was I didn't realize he was even in the chat. I wasn't watching oh. it, so yeah, we well, have trolls. Things like you know, that. I mean, that do. happens. Yeah, we have trolls. Well, let's see. We've got a couple of minutes. So probably the last item, and I really okay, haven't well, discussed it. Oh, go ahead. But, you know, we have one more hand up. Great, Gazoo, go ahead. Ask your question. Thank you. Hello, Bill. Hi, Angela. Thank Hi. you. Hi. Um, I... When I heard you were going to be on, I went to YouTube and I found some of your videos on YouTube. And uh, oh, good. Yeah, I found uh, the Bill of Particulars one from about six months ago, I guess. And um, I wrote a I wrote a comment on there in the comment section, but I'll just go ahead and ask. Um, in the video, you mentioned about how the judge enters a plea on your behalf. Yes. And I found that in the Uniform Code of Military Justice, they also can enter a plea of guilt on your behalf or, or not guilty on your behalf as well. And I'm wondering if it's because everyone from age 17 to 44 is part of the unregulated militia and therefore part of the military, whether they know it or not or like it or not, hence the military uh, courts and the court martial. And I'm asking because. I saw the um, on this website called What Does It Mean? What Does hmm. It Mean dot com, and it kind of shows like this brief intelligence report from Russia, and it goes on to say talk about the executive order that went on Trump signed on March first where he's going to use these military tribunals to arrest citizens. And they briefly go over this part about the unregulated militia. So I'm wondering if that has anything to do with, you know, hmm. how the how the judges are entering a plea on your behalf. I, boy, you know, you're the second one. I'm glad to talk to you because I saw that today on the Internet when I was on there, but I didn't have a link to be able to respond to it. And my answer to that is, I don't think so. I think, um, and by the way, you're right, it's, it's strikingly similar to what does happen. I get that. But I don't think we're under the UCMJ. I think under, if you're familiar with the case called Ex Parte Milligan, M-I-L-L-I-G-A-N, War Wall 2, which is 71 U.S. 2. Uh, you send me an email, I'll send you a copy. I've got a copy of it. We're under federal regional martial law rule. Or you don't have to be in the military, but in effect, they can govern you as though you, you are. Now, Milligan won that case, by the way. The story about that real quickly is that he got convicted in a tribunal in, I believe, Indiana uh, for insurrection against the states around 1865. And they got the rope around his neck, and his attorney, believe it or not, at the time, said not so fast when attorneys actually did their job on occasion. And they filed this writ with the circuit court. And they denied it, and it went to the Supreme Court, and they ruled in Milligan's favor and set him free because the war between the states had not taken place in any part of Indiana. Therefore, the military tribunal was without authority to have entered any judgment against him, and he was set free. And that's what I think it is. Now, what happens these days is in California, for example, we have a statute here, Penal Code Section 1024. Uh, which apparently gives the judge an authority to enter a plea for you. 
Now, that statue goes back 150 years, and they have one in Idaho about the same time, all the way back when Idaho was a territory. And yet, you look them up, if you know your legal research, there are no cases. How is that possible? Because the judge can't enter a plea. The judge, the Supreme Court has said, even in a 14th Amendment context, is supposed to be a neutral fact finder. Hey, the case there is Toomey, T-U-M-E-Y versus Ohio, 273 U.S. 510. So they have no business doing that, uh, and they're not your defense counsel, are they? They'd be practicing law from the bench if that's what they're doing. But the real connection here, I think, is fiduciary. So what fiduciary connection do they have to you, and especially in a traffic court? Well, my studies and analysis have uh, suggested to me strongly that where this comes from, especially in a tax case, but I think across the board when you're dealing with paper money, is if you owe your amendment to Section 1 of the non-existent 14th War Amendment, then read Section 4 where it says in relevant part that the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law shall not be questioned. That's the fiduciary relationship we have. If we can expose that one, the ball game is over in a hurry. And yet this kind of case has never been decided. And people say, oh, it's 150 years. It's already settled law. No, it isn't. The Supreme Court said, and it's Ashwander rules. Anybody that wants to email me about that, I'll send you an annotated version of their Ashwander rules from the case called Ashwander v. Tennessee Valley, 297 U.S. 288. And the first rule says right in there that the court will not answer a question of constitutional law in the advance of the necessity of deciding it. And they know damn well none of the members of the Supreme Court bar are going to ask any of these questions. That leaves it up to us, and they know that 90-plus percent of us are so damn ignorant we wouldn't even understand the question, let alone how to present it, thanks to the mandatory public education system. I mean, this is how the stupid-ass system works. And we have to stop making them do that. So for this reason, I think, is why the judge thinks they can enter a plea, and they think they're acting within the scope of the statute. But the problems with that are, as I said earlier on tonight's broadcast, the judge uh, in a territory has to be appointed by the president or a territorial governor appointed by the president, and he hasn't been. And the legislature can't pass any laws because state citizens aren't represented there. You ever heard of the consent of the governed? I mean, this is a real problem right from the get-go. And this is why I have a fact with the document package. You get a notice of objection to entry of plea that spells out a lot of this. And it hits them right in the mouth from the beginning. Just like in seventh grade, you know, hitting a bully in the mouth when they first come back to you normally has a very good effect. You take them right on and say, this far and no farther. That's what we're saying. If you enter a plea, You've now committed treason to the Constitution, and if the court would have had jurisdiction, it's lost it because of this act. This is how powerful this is. And yet, what do you see on TV? Law and order, and all the time you see the accuser with an attorney and the judge says, How do you plead? Not guilty, Your Honor. I didn't do it. Case over. That's jurisdiction, and they never tell you that. But you look at the law, by the way, a case you want to look at called Crane, C R A I N, versus United States. 162 U.S. 625, where the court discusses this issue at some length uh, and how important it is to have a plea. Case has never been reversed. This is one that Shepherds has gotten wrong, by the way. Anybody legal researcher knows about Shepherds. You can look it up. 
And shepherds will tell you that that case has been reversed, but it hasn't. That's a story for another day, but trust me, I got a dead bang. I don't think they did this on purpose, but they misread the case that they thought reversed it. It's a case out of the state of Washington. I can't think of the name right now, but no, Ukraine is still good law, and without a plea, there's nothing for a jury to decide. There are no facts before the court, and there's no way to have a trial. That's how important this entry of plea business is. Yeah. And the sooner we take advantage of it, the better off we're going to be. Sorry, I ran out a little bit there. But if you have any more questions, please. Yeah, I already sent you an email earlier, but now I got to talk to you. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a second email with the update of the uh, things you told me to ask for. Is Eshland, Eshlander rule? Yeah, Ashwander. A S H W A N D E R. Ashwander. The Tennessee Valley, 297 U.S. 288. You can Google this. It'll pop right up. And what you want to read is in the concurring opinion of Justice Brandeis at page 341 at SQL. That's where they discuss the seven rules of what they will hear and what they won't hear. And that was the very first page in the very first law course I got in 1983. I didn't fully appreciate it then like I do now. That's how important this is because you can take all the cases they use against you and distinguish them. And when you read Ashwander, you'll get what I'm talking about there. And then there's other things that are really good. In fact, this is annotated. The document, if you get it from me, you're going to get it. I've annotated all seven rules and explained what this means in everyday terms. And these are the rules they use. I'm taking it from their own mouth, and I'm holding them to it. That's what we need to start doing. That's and we, what, how much you want? What does it cost uh, for your whole package deal? Oh, tell you what, send me uh, an email about that. I'll send you an email with the information about that and a couple of examples of my work. And by the way, you get a lot of instructions with the package to let you explain to you how to do them. And like okay. Angela said, I'll be doing a uh, a website as soon as I can and setting it up with some FAQ sections on there and maybe with her uh, website as well. You can go on there and look into areas that you get into that I don't have a chance to discuss. But really, uh, when you get these documents, the four or five basic documents, you just stick to those. You know, look at the others when you get time, study the issues, and you will be so far ahead of the prosecutor and the judge, it won't be funny. They will okay. not know what and to do with you. What's happening on April 12th? Are you coming back here? Is that a different thing? No, April 12th. Yes, I'll be right back on Angela's show on April the 12th. That's five weeks from tonight, another Thursday night from uh, up here on the East Coast, 9 to 12, 9 to midnight. So I'll be right back at it, and I hope I'll have a lot of good things to say about my offensive actions I'm working on and maybe a report on the uh, challenge to the mortgage bankers. You know, I'm hoping that may take a bit longer, but if I bring them to their knees, that goes fire where everyone wants to get rid of their mortgage – and just with this piece of paper, you sign it, and it's over, and it's almost that simple. I mean, think about this real quick. Mortgage bankers, if they have the power to loan, quote-unquote, money, it had to have been delegated to them by Congress. You can't get around that. If Congress had that power, and I don't think they do, they uh, would not be able to delegate it. Now, if they had the power, where do they get it from? State citizens who created all government. And we have the power, and we don't need any congressional enactment to do it. So I may, before the year is over, start to open my own Federal Reserve Bank. 
And that's something, by the way, that Roger Albert tried to do a long time ago. And I have a lot of respect for Roger Albert, but I think he got ahead of himself and got into some legal trouble for doing it. Because I never got my hands around, um, you know, that. So, um, you know, I'll talk more about him on the 12th. But that's where I'm headed now. If Congress has that power, we have to have it. That's the only place they could have gotten from, state citizens. That's why they don't want to recognize it. That's the inherent danger there. So like I say, April 12th, I hope I'll have a lot more to say on this particular issue. With any luck, I will. Trust me. Have you looked at uh, Title 12 USC 412? Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's one of those statutes, uh, what you just said there, and uh, 12 USC 95A. yeah, those are two very important statutes. That, But again, I take the position, though, as I said earlier on this program, that it first comes to self, I challenge all of those statutes on the grounds there was never anything remotely close to a quorum to do business in either House of Congress to have enacted those laws. You know, that's what I think is going to stop them dead, because that's simple mathematics. Yeah, Even that, in 19... 19- they don't define what the dollar is, right? Like you said, they... they... Did you get a letter yeah. back from Boston that said they don't know what it is and nobody will go find it? Yeah, and that's, they don't. That piece of gold right there. I mean, that's going to really stump them up and say, hey, you know, they presume the Federal Reserve System or the, the Federal Reserve Act was passed in positive law. Everybody acts like it is. Well, explain this letter right here that I got in evidence. Exhibit A, what does this mean? They're saying there is no law defining it. What are you asking me for? You're asking me to produce these dollars to pay off whatever pretend thing that you pretended to loan me. I have yet to get a loan. I didn't. Can I have a copy of the front and back of the loan check? You know what, what's going on here? What am I supposed to pay? So what do you oh want? yeah, the whole the whole document is void, and it gets even better when you get my documents. You'll see state versus territory. Now, if I'm right, and I've not been proven wrong on this, if the territories and not states, the mortgage banker is not licensed to do business, for example, in the state of California, and my domicile is in the state of California. They have registered with the territorial secretary of state. They don't even have standing to go into my judicial court. That's where I'm headed. If we keep the batches out like that, and with these arguments, I'm taking it all from the Supreme Court, the framers of the Constitution, platinum authorities. How's they going to get around this from first come to shove? I don't know. Unless they admit there's no Constitution, and I don't think they can do it. I simply yeah. don't think they can. I think they're going to make so a that, lot of mistakes and forget your paperwork and lose everything and remove you from the docket. They're going to do everything that they can. As soon as they figure out what your argument's going to be, they're going to want to get away from you like you're poison. Well, that may be, but the problem they're going to have is I'm a much better chess player than they are. And I know all of their moves and what to do, and they don't know mine. That's a hell of an advantage. Uh-huh. Um, it is. Trust me. Uh and then we'll see how it plays out. But like I said, I've already been all in for ten and a half years, so I literally have nothing to lose here. Yeah. And they have everything to lose. That's a that's the risk versus gain. That's where our power is. We have it. They don't. You just have to get the context right, ask the right questions, and find the judicial court, which is a federal circuit court, concurrent in a state court. That we get to that court, the ball game is over. It's over. Now they can't answer, and now they're going to get a court order against them, and they get the sheriff to go out there if we have to and repossess everything they own. 
And I would love to see that day come. Whether I live that long, I don't know. I'll be 70 this year. So I don't know about that part. But I'm going to set the path to get it done. That much I can we guarantee like you. We all see that. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Well, I see we're almost out of time here. So, damn it, the time just flies by. But I um, know, again, but had a very, keep... very good time. And so I, despite the occasional glitzer in there, no big deal. We got a lot of good work done tonight. And we'll be in good. touch. I'll send emails about, you know, uh, you know, FAQs and websites and what have you. We'll get back to that. And you should have an email there from my friend, J-A-B-I-T, who has my phone number in there. So we won't have to go through that again the next time. (laughs) J-A-B-I-T, I I do not see it. Oh, it's in J-A-B-I-T to you. Yeah, you just sent that probably about an hour or so ago. Hmm. Okay, Bill, thank you. Okay, I'll get it to you. Relax. Okay, I forgot. Okay, I'll get it to you. Don't worry about it. You'll have it by tomorrow. Right. Trust me. I'm <laughs> we'll not worried about it. <laughs> but good. Thank you very right. much for having me again. I appreciate that. I look forward to seeing you on April the 12th. And let oh, me say, yes. take a look Thank at the things. Yeah, just take a look at what happened on April 12th. You're going to see what I'm going to open up with. It's going to be a beaut. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. So exciting. Oh, I love when you yeah. come on. It's so I could just sit here and listen to you forever. Oh, goodness. You remind well, me a lot kind of, of Carl Miller. Do you remember Carl Miller? He doesn't come on. He's, I think his family doesn't allow him to come on anymore. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, by the way, I'm not sure. Which, I sent an email about this. You may have not gotten because somebody, I've forgotten who it was, the third party who I talked to, I mentioned that you might have heard of Gene Keating. And I've seen you've done several of oh, those yeah. videos, and I love Gene Keating. Somebody told me he was in jail, and I'm saying, wait a minute, that can't be right. I've not I heard know. that. I haven't heard from him. Um you know, I uh, I have gotten a couple of emails from um, the guy that does his emails, but um, you know <clears> what? <throat> I've called him a couple of times, and he doesn't answer the phone for me, and he thinks wow. I'm going to answer the phone for him, and he's wrong because I ain't going to do it. He calls and wants to be on the call when he needs to drum up some business, see, and I don't go Whoa. for that. No, yeah, I agree you with know? you, but I'm sorry to hear that. But, yeah, I can understand Yeah, well, that. you know. Oh, that's too bad because I really yeah. like Yeah. Now, Gene, to be sure, by the way, and I love Gene. I know he's right, but sometimes I have a hard time getting my hands on some of the things he does, too. But instinctively, I know, uh, just as I know I'm right, I know he is, too. So yeah. hopefully I'll learn more about what he's <laughs> Wow, okay. Well, I've had I'm him sorry on a call. That. You know, I've had him on several times, but. You know, I I just uh, he it's like he teaches in circles. You know, it's like he'll always have classes because he never tells you everything you need to know. Oh, not that oh. anybody can, but I mean, uh, I mean they're just never ending. I don't mm. know. I, I I don't know. I just I just you know I I I, I go with my gut feeling so. That's the way yeah, it is. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I just know we had a connection there early on. I don't know how and why that happened, but I sensed that very early. And I'm very appreciative for that. And I look forward to seeing you again on April 12th. And look for emails. You'll be getting them back and forth here. And we'll catch okay, up on good. some things and, and see what we can do for the 12th. Fantastic. All right. Well, take care and have fun. Like Winston Shrout says, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. 
Yeah, he's got that right. You know how much fun you can tell how much fun I'm having doing it. I laugh at the bastards all the time, and nothing they can do about it. <laughs> Good for you. Okay, Angela. Right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it having the thank time you. off. Thank you. We okay. love you, and take all care. Right. We'll see you uh, next month. Okay. And, we'll uh, take care. All right. Good night, everybody. It okay. was fun, and uh, I'll uh, take this audio and put it. Uh, yeah, I'll upload it to the cool. other talks you call my. The one that's three nine nine oh four, but I'll yes. also leave it on this one, and yeah, that should good. be ready in uh, about an, oh, I don't know twenty minutes. That audio will be available. Oh, good. And um, yeah, so all right, have fun, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh, next weekend, I have scheduled Uncle Buck, so that's uh, going to be fun. And um, don't forget, Mike's having a call after this one. One four two three zero six. Thanks, Great Gazoo, for posting it. All right, yeah, I love you now. all. Okay. Take care of each other. Good night and take okay, care. Good night, Angela. We'll see you next time. All right, good okay. night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.